0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
1: It's the Karen Peterson Show. And here she is, the Doyen of Puro and Joshi. Peterson
2: talk about an absolute upgrade <laughs> i just thought i'd show up and participate and now i got a show of my own i love it here
1: yeah that's it well that's it i mean we are like, <laughs> as i like to describe it to me, we're, like because the relationship between grapple and Post is, is, is very very tight on there we we've always been post curious as, 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 as like, like to kind of post po-
2: adjacent
1: <laughs> post adjacent yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, it's different times, so I feel like I can be more open with my post-love. Um, how are you?
2: I am wonderful. It's a little toasty here in Florida. It's about middle of the day, summertime weather. So for
1: Popper those on the heat.
2: Celsius, it's like 33 in the middle of the day, but it, the heat starts at like six in the morning. So
1: Oh, it's, it seemed unbearable kind of heat as well.
2: And I you can, can tell by my glowing tan that I spent so much time in the sun. <laughs>
1: Well, I do see you with some damn good kind of cocktails around the place sometimes.
2: I, 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 I do enjoy a mixed beverage from time to time. And I went why? I went home to my, my where my parents live over the weekend and had a cocktail on the beach for a late Mother's Day, so
1: that sounds awesome. There's no yeah. chance of doing that in the UK because it just would have been drizzling with rain and incredibly bleak. And she sat there drinking a can of beer with my mum in a bus station or something. Like
2: there's that. nothing wrong with that. It's, it's the quality of the time it, you spend together.
1: I'm, the conversation would be great, but um, she she would. It, I think she'd be mad blissful. if it was a bu- if
2: it was a bus station. I think your mum would be a little bit miffed at you. You like pick a pick a better than you.
1: Good reason. I've got I've got I bought her worst presents as a young man. <laughs> but we we find we find you well. Um, we were having uh, we, we were having a, a chat there in, in the pre-show as well. We were going to uh, something we were, I wanted to bring up that um, we were talking about was Tokyo Vice. Oh yes. This. Now, have you been? What you've read the book as well, the Jake Adelstein book?
2: When I first moved back home from Japan in 2009, <clears throat> I was working up in uh, White Plains, New York, and I found the book Tokyo Vice in the library, and I was like, "All right, I don't know what this is about. I'll check it out." Read it to cover to cover, 24 hours. And I was very relieved that I had never stepped foot in Kabukicho by myself (laughs) because I had been told when I was working in Tokyo, my friends like, just as a foreign woman by yourself, try to avoid going there by yourself. You may not come back. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrifying. And then now it's the... the book still rings very true in modern modern meaning you know oh my gosh almost 20 years later or 10 years later but now that it's become a big tv series i'm just like maybe i should pick it up again see how how they have adapted it because it's supposed to be based on the true experiences of jake Allstein working the police beat in tokyo
1: it is it's a it's a funny thing um because it's I've watched the first 3. Have you seen any of it? It's on HBO no. Max. I know in the UK. Oh yeah, no, I don't have HBO here. Max
2: yet. I I had it for a while and then my free my free uh, subscription ran out. So I'll have to pick it back up again. Uh,
1: don't worry. I've uh, I've got your email. You'll be getting a, a nice little shared Google Drive folder as well for that. So, I have uh, no
2: idea and no recollection of any things may have been obtained <laughs> by nefarious means. the the disclaimer here on the karen peterson show
1: exactly (laughs) immediately on the karen peterson show trying to get karen karen peterson in legal trouble Yeah, from from day one
2: i just got here man (laughs) come on
1: it's just look at by the way as well because i know we had this last time it was like it was like you were on your best behavior to people because normally i I swear (laughs) like a bricklayer um And it is one of these things where, like, obviously, feel free to swear as much as you want at any time. In fact, if anything, it's it's wholeheartedly encouraged. Um, Give me one
2: second; I have to open the door because my dog is like howling at me. I'll be right back.
1: That's fine. Um, Yes, Tokyo Vice. Just to go go for those who who haven't seen it, and if you do want, if you if you want some, give us a shout. Um, Very intriguing show. Um, The the funny thing about Tokyo vices is it's they've kind of fictionalized the stories while keeping them effectively the same. So none of the people, are, even though the Ansel Elgort is called Jake there's, I love Michael Mann. So the aesthetic kind of feels really like the opening episode is like kind of really nicely kind of set up, even if it's a bit more of a slow burn series. Um, it feels authentic, but then I've never lived and worked in Japan like you. So like to me, it it, it has, the, and if, whether or not his Japanese is convincing, I couldn't tell you. Other than, you know, you'll hear it on review. It feels convincing. It feels like he's done a hell of a lot of work for the show. And yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a few more to, to to get through for it to to finish off the series. But yeah, really with, with, enjoying it so far.
2: Good. The thing about films that are set in Japan, it's very easy if you're if you're familiar with the language oh. and you've heard enough of it. You can tell who is it either put in the hours to study it, or who are just basically trying to memorize lines, and will probably just use, remember it for that movie and then move beyond it. Um, a whole different worm of can or worm of cams can of worms would be my my thoughts on Lost in Translation because I know a lot of people love that acclaimed international film, and I fucking hate that movie so much. <laughs> That's my, that's, you said I could swear? We're starting, oh, yeah. we're starting early because, ooh, ooh. Oh, that I, one burns my biscuits. It just, oh no.
1: I was listening to you on the, um talking about it on the Postmark show, which is great, by the way, uh, for, for everyone Thank uh, you. who has heard. It was, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And it was funny because it it brought up, ah, uh, it's, this is where the film Snobbin' Me comes out. It's like, it, it's so deliberately arch, like as a, as a film. Yeah. and it feels very unauthentic that's the thing that I remember feeling about it It just feels like it it felt like a very like kind of bizarre like fantasy of an older man frankly it, even though it's directed by Sofia Coppola which yeah. kind of doesn't make any real sense to me as well but she's an odd filmmaker um, well,
2: thank you for listening to Postmarks. That episode we recorded, I think it was back mid-April and we've I've been waiting for them to drop it. I have I have not listened to it back yet. So if I repeat things that I said on that episode, I'm sorry. I'm old, I forget things.
1: Well, the bit where you challenged Shuri to a fight was a shock.
2: I, I mean, that, so. we don't talk about the, the my uh, my dark days in the early 2000s when I was a Joshi legend. <laughs> I was the beast in the East, way before Brock Lesnar was a thing, y'all.
1: Is that when you were out in the remote prefecture? That's how you started out. 2003 to
2: 2008, I lived in West Japan in a very small prefecture called Tottori. The running joke was that it was Tottori small. So, because, yeah, I know, it's a dad joke. I love them. We have Dad jokes are good.
1: Now wrong with them?
2: fully endorsed on the karen peterson show we love dad oh, yeah. jokes <laughs> give me your dad jokes the respectable ones that is thank you oh no but, they always
1: have to be don't they? yes They're a little bit kind of saucy but no never over N-
2: nothing nothing too extreme i like to live the mild life <laughs> um but yeah so i lived out in a very scenic leastly l- densely populated prefecture rice fields on the sea of japan mountains I mean, if you like, I can't eat them because I am allergic. But if you are into seafood, that's one of the places to go for uh, okay. Matsubagani, which is like their winter king crab thing. Can't eat crab, I'll die. So, but everyone's just like, oh, we're known for our seafood. And I'm like, of course you are. They're like, it's so delicious. And I'm like, I don't want to be your medical emergency tonight, guys. <laughs> so, staff parties were always fun because we'd always have a um, formal Japanese style dinner. And I always had like my own little princess menu because everyone knew I would go into anaphylactic shock.
1: Is but it if- just crab or just all? No, all, se- sea- all seafood. All seafood. I can oh, have wow. fish,
2: but fish eggs, no. Crabs, clams, scallops, lobster. I'm a really cheap date at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> like literally, it's just fish <laughs> and vegetables. Maybe a little bit of at Call it a night. <laughs> but don't take me to yakitori because I will break your wallet. I I can devour all the meat. <laughs>
1: That's what well, it, it, it's. It, I love a bit of seafood. It actually, it, I, I don't know. It, it, that, that's a bit of a heartbreaker. One. What a place to end up. I mean, you said as well. Like you were. I, I think in the story when you were, when you were talking about it, it, was like you kind of asked to go anywhere.
2: Yeah, I like, literally said I don't care okay. where I go as long as I go. And then they're like, oh, "Congratulations, jokes on you." And I'm like, "Well, oh, well."
1: We'll hold you to that.
2: I mean, um, it was the best five years of my twenties. Let's be honest. I traveled. Oh. I partied. I drank. I sight saw. I was on in magazines. I was on national TV by accident once.
1: Sorry, go back. (laughs) Discuss.
2: What what happened there? All right. So there's regional magazines in Japan. So literally one of the first weeks I was there, I was out at, we're just walking around town with a a Japanese friend of mine. And we got stopped and they took our picture about, you know, locals around town. And I was like, yeah, I I look local. Um, (laughs) And then literally the same week, there was an international exchange center in our t- very tiny prefecture that had uh, like a kind of a cultural exchange day. So there was like kimono, learning how to put on kimono and to do um, tea ceremony. Well, you know, you get a couple of the local foreigners who are now here to, to teach everybody on, the, on the, all the schools English. I ended up on local cable TV. I ended up in the newspaper. I mean, it, it's kind of easy to,
1: Bob out, sap levels here of, I mean, uh, of super stardom.
2: Move over, Bob. <laughs> I'm your intercontinental champion now. Are
1: you? Are you scared of spiders as well? Because that was part terrified. Of kill. Oh, right. Okay.
2: Terrified. And in Japan, I don't know what's in the water over there, but the size of the bugs out in the sticks. No, thank you. I I had like a butterfly land in my hand once, and it was like the size of my hand. I'm like, what steroids are you on, little blue butterfly? <laughs>
1: That's like some avatar shit. Yeah, frankly. it was gorgeous.
2: Like, it was a beautiful blue bottle butterfly. But I was like, "How did you get so big? What did you? Who did you eat?"
1: See, that's, that's it. I've watched too many horror films. Something that size lands in your hand, a thing like there's a good fair chance it's going to eat me.
2: I was like, kind of hoping know. for my like, my like Spider Man moment. I was hoping it was going to bite me, and I was in to of like this like beautiful butterfly superhero. It didn't happen.
1: With rays out of your eyes.
2: Yeah, like I would go spread wings, and you know, go save the world from like I don't know kaiju yes it is. which Kaijumono. if you have not seen it it is a very horrible tokusatsu film that has Koda ibushi minora suzuki and uh murata the announcer all in the same film i got it on blu-ray for five dollars during the pandemic it was one of the best pandemic purchases <laughs> 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 i ever bought it's so bad it's good
1: are they like big are they big featured parts of it like kind of ibushi like, on, plays the main the- character mad he i mean i've the- seen my dad is a heel pro wrestler which Ugh. was actually surprisingly good
2: love that film yeah you know, but you know i love me some hiroshi tanahashi i i want him to make another film i want him to make the sequel because the particular those that film is based on a series of children's books mm. and the first one is my dad's a heel wrestler but the second one i believe is called my dad's a heel champion oh, okay So it's like it follows the story of the kid like coming to terms with his father being a wrestler, but also his father you know does the face turn and like beats finally beats Dragon George if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay. So like I I I need her
2: I need Tanahashi before he retires to like reprise that role. I I mean I'll miss I'll miss the hair unless he grows the hair out for the role. I don't know but
1: he can do what he wants really with that i mean it's 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 That's- a spectacular head i mean I, I say this as someone who i mean i don't have long hair so i kind of, <laughs> I, I look at him like i'll never have that i'm more i, in I, I want his
2: colorist to do my hair yeah because he always wild. has perfect his hair is always on point i mean he does go get it styled before every big match but i'm just like tell me your secrets tanahashi just just bless me with the hair secrets
1: say uh, just one quick note on the my dad's here i thought rice geek was really good in it as his as his like kind of best friend and tag yes. team partner i actually thought in terms of like genuinely because the thing about this is for those people i, I didn't wasn't planning on bringing it wasn't in the rundown that I'd, I'd i'd put together on here but um it's it's kind of like it's it's a lot more subtler like yeah. it, 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 even though there are kind of characters because it's a kids film so there's going to yeah. be stuff like the journalist is over the top and things like that but you go well that's fine it's like a trope of the film but in fact it's kind of a lot more it's it was a lot more sensitive and it was a lot less schmaltzy yeah. than i thought it would be and that is my fear schmaltz is something where like i start to go no like and i kind of oh, turn yeah. off. well there was a, it sounds bad on the Karen Peterson show that I'm forcing a format on you. Here. So like, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel, I feel bad. Please feel free to amend it as much, as much as you want. It's but kind of it was... like
2: American late night talk show. You have the host yeah. and then you have like the the, 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 plucky sidekick that does like all the actual navigating. That's you.
1: <laughs> that bloke Andy, who was with Conan O'Brien. is that Yes. One? Would he be him? Yeah. Yes. That's fine. I'm more than happy with that role. He seemed perfectly entertaining. I'm sure he appeared on WCW once, but I may well have dreamt it. And they probably paid him a fortune for the probably. If he did, knowing them, they were pissing money away all the time. Um, is is that we got a whole series of topics to kind of go uh, to go around? Um, and there's probably no more appropriate place to start really than um, today. We had the um, Hannah Kimura uh, Memorial Show, um, the second one. Is the name? Is it? I want to say it's bagus but clearly i am bagus bagus butchering it beyond all belief bagus um for
2: for 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 hmm. prosperity sake it is the japanese pronunciation of an indonesian word by an american speaking in english so i could be completely off base but the the japanese pronunciation of it has been bagus
1: okay (laughs) and it just means great is that right
2: great good like Kind they they've translated as a, as in cycle which is like outstanding or incredible but mm. an indonesian friend of mine said that it means good or great it's not that deep <laughs>
1: ah fair fair enough in that case that 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 makes a fair fair degree of sense um so it was a, it was a corican hall um today it was uh you could purchase it on fight tv i think you couldn't do for the first one is 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 that
2: correct this no you can you can still buy the first one ah. on fight television uh it's they're both available matane is still available and bagus is both available um they're about 20 dollars american each i believe but mm-hmm. i think they may have dropped the price of matane since it's been over a year now but it was both shows were held in Korakwan hall they were both held on the 23rd of may which is the first and second anniversaries of Hannah's passing. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, obviously a, a tragedy that's uh, very, very fresh in the mind for, for, for lots of wrestling fans and, and particularly, you know, I know yourself, you've spoken about like, kind of like how much uh, you, you loved her as a wrestler and, 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 how, and the absolute tragedy. How was the show today? Um, Cause reading your report, it seemed like a, a lot of, a lot of fun.
2: It's, the, the show both shows were designed as a celebration of life they yeah. weren't mourning hana they were celebrating her, her life her legacy and there is a lot of comedy in these sh- both of these shows because basically she that was who she was she was a fun loving person you know lit up a room and so if you're not into comedy wrestling you may be like well this isn't serious wrestling i I like my serious wrestling, but I've watched it. I watched Bagus twice, back-to-back as I was writing my report for Post, and I cried the entire two and a half hours each time (laughs) because there's a lot to unpack, especially because, you know, it's only been two years. Like, there are times where it feels like, oh, my God, it's been two years. But at the same time, it's like, it's only been two years. Like, Mm -hmm. so much has happened in the world since we've lost her. But the the bottom line is that the shows are designed – for their fans as a healing moment, but also for everybody who knew Kyoko and Hana and like they, 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 for them, you know, the wrestling industry is kind of like, you know, your own little circus family where if you lose someone, you're losing a family member. Mm -hmm. And this is how they're coping with that loss
1: we i mean so it's obvious- just
2: it's for just as much for us as it is for them if not more so for the people who knew her knew her as opposed to our parasocial relationships as fans
1: which is you I mean from some of the matches that, that that were on there today as well they you know sort of played you know so much into i mean it's amazing to think she was she was 20 she was 23 when yeah. um when when she passed and it's you know no age whatsoever it's it's absolutely um like horrific, but it seemed to me that, you know, it, rather like last time as well, there was like a, a kind of lot, a lot of fun matches on there. There was yeah. a, there was an intergender tornado tag team battle Royal. Uh, that was Keno appearance. Yes. Oh, it was. Stuff.
2: All right. So if we, we can walk through the card if you want, starting with the yeah, Keno appearance. So the opening match was mensore Oyaji, which is a, he's a wrestler from Okinawa pro wrestler pro wrestling um knew hana when she was a little kid most of the people from okinawa pro wrestling knew hana when she was like 13 or 14 because that's when kyoko would bring her down there and work shows um kenno did an interview with kyoko kimura he's been a longtime family friend um so it was one of those things where when he got announced for the show because uh Oyaji basically was like I'll, I'll do anything to be on the show i don't care who it is i'll fight whoever it is uh-huh. and then when they announced kenno i was just like we're gonna get to see comedy kenno because every now and then he'll do like when DD, or sorry, when uh, Cyber Agent does their annual cyber fight, he inevitably finds himself in the one comedy match where it's it's the one time Kendo lets loose, and it was one of those things where you know if he can fight Kendo Kashin and have like a a plexiglass piece of uh, like smashed in his face where he looks like a little kid like pressing his nose against the glass, or you know, getting he 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 feeds into the energy where he's just like you know. If he feeds into the comedy, he's the one who's most surprised that it's happening to him. Because he's just like, I'm a serious wrestler. Wait, wait, this is fun. And you're like, wait, no, 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 no. I'm a serious wrestler. So Keno did have his normal Keno things. He There was all the kicking and all the punching and all the very strong style that he is known for. Oh, yeah. But there's the occasional like comedic little hop and little skip. And at one point, uh, Oyaji does like, you know how a lot of the wrestlers do like that, that tight rope walk? Oh, yeah. He's doing it, like, holding a Okinawa beer in one hand and holding Keno's hand on the other. And when he jumps down the chop, he hits Keno in the head with the beer, and the beer goes, like, all over him. And he's just, like, <laughs> really put out by the whole situation. But you know he's having a good time. Oh, that's
1: awesome. And the... Oh, yeah,
2: Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. no, you
1: first. I was just gonna say, all I've got is shit kicking Keno in my head, and it just seems like it's it's bizarre him doing this. It's
2: very heartwarming, Keno. Like it's it's one of those things where if you if you don't appreciate his range as a wrestler after watching that match, I genuinely don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's one of those like get yourself a guy who can do them both. Like you know, he can be the serious guy but the fun guy at the same time. That's like he flips the switch throughout this entire match, back and forth between being a serious wrestler but also being a fun guy. And you know he wins. He obviously wins the match. Um, and Kyoko climbs into the ring, and he, like, he he goes for the handshake, and she's like uh-uh, and she gives him a big hug. And you know he leans into it, and he's just like he like 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 everybody else. He's there for the family. He's there yeah. to you know if if he had any residual you know emotion or feeling that like about like loss or like hurt that he knew that that match was more for Hana and himself and oh, Mensori Oyaji than for anybody else and I think that's the running theme is that a lot of the wrestlers get to work through their feelings mm. about the situation because a lot of them you know they took to social media when everything happened you know they you know they mourned her and they wish they sent their wishes to the family but like we're wrestlers I, I believe the quote was a wrestler lives when they're in the ring so mm. it's like that's their place to handle their business and to sort out all their feelings and Tell their stories. The intergender battle royal. Oh, so much fun. Again, if you don't like fun, I'm sorry. You live you live a very sad, sad fucking existence because that match was nothing but fun. And who I'm sorry. If, if you don't like intergender wrestling, that's fine. But then that match, it's not for you. It's it's for those wrestlers who needed that match.
1: It's, it's, and I'm looking at some of the names on, on here. It's, oh, it, which, it's, it's who's of- who?
2: Who's who? Of it wrestlers. really
1: is. I mean, you know, I the idea I'm looking on here for the Shitaro um, Ashino from All Japan here. Tommy was um, with Saigo uh, Tachibana as well. It's a super Delphin. <laughs> in, super dolphins
2: on there. Hub is on there.
1: Uh, Minori Arbi, who is phenomenal. Um, that's
2: M- Munenori uh, was on there. Uh, Rio Mizunami showed up casually late with uh, a very special. X, as in Koji Kanemoto. Moto. So it was double Aniki. You had Aniki and Aniki. It was great. Um, the Sendai girls were out in full force. You know, Miko Watsu was there. Chihiro Hashimoto was there. It was Miki Takase. It was just another match where it was just like you get to experience. And for those who are want- wanting to get into the extended Japanese scene beyond just know or just New Japan, just stardom. A show like this gives you a veritable buffet of everything. You got your indie people, you got your small promotions, you got your obscure, you know, Osaka's, like, was it, uh, uh, triple six, which is, like, their, like, spooky promotion, you got the Okinawa people, it's just, like, there's so many different things, there's a little bit of everything for everyone, but you also can realize like how it's like just like a pebble in the pond and how the ripples just reach Mm. out across the entire country that all of these people like oh my gosh next year if travels open can you imagine all the people that sorry have been released from wwe that worked in japan or knew hana if they could come back and be on that show next year
1: i'm thinking tony storm immediately and tony
2: storm uh formerly known as dakota kai yeah mia yim there's so many different people that could like that could go from like a five-match card to a full like 10-match like event in Coleraco and Hall. I mean, next year I think the 23rd is like a Tuesday, but it w- it would guarantee the building would be sold sold out, packed to the brim. I mean, that's me just fantasy booking because I want to be able to go there next year <laughs> I'm hoping travel's well, open by then.
1: It'll be fingers you've got crossed. Champi- championship season around then as well. It'll be, it'll it'll be golden week, Juniors. Form. I
2: need they invest the Super Juniors in person. Mm-hmm. It, it's just one of those things where like the show every year, I mean, every year, I mean, the last two years, there's always something new and exciting about the show. Like, Even though a lot of it, by and large, is the same group of people. They keep finding ways to reinvent it and make it just that much more special. And it- which would lead into the third match on the card. And if, if anybody's read my report on post about this, I think this was my match of the night. Sorry, Shuri and Asuka. I love you and I love your hardcore, you know, strong style World of startup esque championship match. This was match of the night because it was the return of Jungle Kyona. She was wearing her Hana gear, the gear that she wore when she took over t- Tokyo Cyber Squad after to- uh, Hana's passing. It was the gear she wore when she blew out her knee and got put on the shelf in, of course, her hometown of Nagoya. It was the last thing people saw her wearing as Sayida carried her out. It was, there's so much history tied to that one outfit for her and Kyoko and Hana and the TCS members, you know, Konami, uh, Rina, everybody else. Bobby Tyler, the girls that, you know, the foreign girls that were part of TCS, I think Layla Hirsch may have been part of them. Uh, Zoe Lucas so it's one of those things where it's just and of course she left stardom right before they were supposed to come back to Nagoya but her you know her surgeries got complicated she had to get some stuff redone she this was her return match and of course by and large myself included everyone thought the lock was going to be her versus Konami the other former member of Tokyo Cyber Squad who recently had a short stint back with stardom over Golden Mm. Week but when kiona walks out and the, took their mic and she looks dead at you, Ishino, formerly known as Kagetsu. And she's like, Kagetsu! I want to wrestle the person next to you. And, and sho- shoves her finger straight at Kikokimura, begging her for a match. Like, I just, like, from the moment she stepped in with that gear, I just started crying. And the thing about Kyona is that usually she has two pink stripes on her cheeks. For those who watch, you'll notice she has one cheek, has a blue stripe and a pink stripe. That's for Mayu Iwatani. Because when Kyona got hurt, Mayu swapped out one of her blue stripes for a pink stripe. So it was... Oh. Mayu wasn't there, but Mayu was also in the ring with all of them. Yeah. So... And then, of course, Kyoko Kimura is just like I, when I retired in 2017. It was I needed to. My body was, you know, shot. I couldn't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm. Not, she was wearing slippers with her pantyhose. She wasn't really like dressed to wrestle. <laughs> so she's like, Kyoto begs. She refuses. Kyoto begs a little more. The crowd starts getting behind her, and she's like, you know, she wanted to say like she was. It kind of came off. She was playing like, no, no, no. This isn't about me. But it was like. The moment she came back after, you know, she taped up her wrist and came out with some bright yellow sneakers, the moment she stepped back in that ring, that switch flipped back on. And there, in that moment, I realized there was no better opponent for Kiona to wrestle her return match because due to her injury last year, she couldn't participate in the show. She was an ambassador for the the, uh, show, kind of like how Yu Ishino was this year. Mm. Um, she kind of like hopped in the ring for one spot, but then like hopped back out real quick cause she was wearing heels. Um, but the match was supposed to be a five minute exhibition match and it turned into, I was getting my coffee real feel cause I was watching it very early in the morning. I missed the first part where they said it was no time limit. I'm like, this match is going really long. And my roommates like, Oh, they changed it to a no time limit match. And I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was they got to work out as the grieving mother and mm-hmm. one of the people closest to Hana in that entire situation they got to work out those feelings and leave everything on them ma- there was nothing left in the tank after that they got their yeah. closure they got their uh their feelings out and it was also great because you also got involved in the match he you know grabbed Kiona by the ankles and yanked her out of the ring threw her into a barricade they did the famous you know Oedo tie spot where they get like they get the opponent tied up in the ropes they put the feet on the face it was it was very much they all got that very special moment which i don't think she like for those who you know i miss Kiona Stardom to get it wrong but i don't think we would have ever gotten that had she stayed yeah and then with this, she can finally start moving on with her life as a freelancer. Yeah. Um, the fourth match on the card was uh, Kyusei Sakura Hirota. So, Kyusei means maiden name. So, Sakura Hirota is a comedy wrestler. She's very talented, but she's also married with kids. So, Kyusei means maiden name. So, but last year, when they had the battle royal, she came in as Kyusei Hanakamura in a full Tokyo Cyber Squad. Hana Kimura cosplay but it's like it wasn't like a top tier god tier cosplay it was very wish.com budget from amazon like <laughs> the, like the shorts last year she took a pair of men's underbrief uh, underwear like the with like cotton briefs and painted them blue so it was it was very much piecemeal but it was from a, a at a first glance she she did Hana's mannerisms so it was one of those things where for Kyoko, and this was not part of the interview she did when they announced the second show that and Hiroto was going to be participating, was that when Hiroto came in the first time, she did a, she did like a, sec- a double take, and she started crying, but not because she was sad, because the first thought in her mind was, "This is so off the wall, ridiculous." Hana would have loved it. So she gave in turn gave Sakura Hero to a match with the caveat that she had to cosplay as Hana again. So this year she did Oedo uh Hana. So she had like the black bob, but like to make it to emphasize the point, she had like ropes, strings like tied to the wig and like tied under her chin, like, like, like a kid with a little knit cap, <laughs> and then like had like like full body tights that she just like kind of cut into looking like Hana's like old Oedo Tai gear and like. With a couple of red accents, which is like a like a like literally hot glue gunned on. It but she did you know, she did the voice, she did the full oedo Tai uh, entrance, and then you know, Yu Ishino, formerly known as Kigetsu. joined her. They did the Oedo Tai dance. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of improvisation on Hirota's part on actually how to do the dance. Got a little comical, got a little silly. Um, again, that that was all for the people there and for the people involved. Uh, Then the opponents came out, it was supposed to be a three, uh, best of three, uh, Saori Anno, uh, Kaori Yoniyama, who is also known as Death Yamasan, oh, hold on, dog barking again. I saw It it. Sorry, my dog's separation anxiety is getting to her. Oh, no. um, I made the p- problem of closing the door, and then I hear just hear her, whoa, whoa, <laughs> as if I don't as if I don't know she's here. Um, but now <laughs> she's on the bed, she's laying down. We're fine. Uh, apologies
1: for that. Oh no, you Um, So it
2: was a it was it wasn't supposed to be a um, handicap match, but it turned into one. So it was a Saudi Anno Kaori Yonayama, who also is Death Yama-san, or Fukigen Death, or Gokigen Death, and X. So she beats uh, Anno and Yonayama at the same time, double pin, and then X comes out. So X, they, they they kind of played out the length of who was going to be, so the music's playing, music's playing. And if you're not familiar with this particular person's music, you're like, all right, who is it, who is it, who is it? Who is it? Well, Aja Kong strolls out, and you're like, oh, that's why she's like, her just trying to get out of the ring. And like, Kyoko Kimura and Ishino, they're both like, at the, like, trying to like block her from leaving. They're like, no, you got this, you got this, you got this. She's like, no, no, I, I really don't got this. <laughs> and, you know, the bell rings, and she's like, it's me, it's Hana. And like, literally, uh, Aja Kong just takes it and like, just smacks her, and she like, falls over like a tree. Done 14 seconds, and like, of course, that's not good enough. They need a match out of it. So she convinces the ref to ring the bell again, and they have uh, they go for another five minutes. Um, the referee Kego Yoshino, he's uh indie ref, uh, he's also on the committee for uh to help the family and put on the events. But it was funny because like she gets put in a single boss, a single lake Boston crab, and she's getting ready to tap. And the referee grabs her hand and he's like, he's like, uh-uh, no, you're not giving up on us. You're not giving up on this. Hana wouldn't give up. And then Ky- you know, Kyoko is like, come on, you can do this. You can do this. And then Ajakon just sits her full weight on her. And she's just like, I give up. <laughs> so it was, it was again.
1: She can't work <laughs> soft, can she, Ajakon?
2: No. Just... And it, it was one of those things where, again, if you don't like comedy, you're not going to enjoy the match, but you know what? I'm sorry. You don't like fun,
1: <laughs> but it's a memorial show. Like, and, I mean, yes. in, in essence, what it's a celebration you. of someone's life.
2: That is correct. So
1: There's a tonal thing, which when like, when reading your report and, and hearing you talk about it, that's the thing you're really getting on you. I mean, you've got that kind of like real emotional heart to the center of it, yeah. but it also at the same time, it's like, you know, you, people are going to have a cavalcade of emotions and they're going to want to release it. And, and, as it always is. And I know I'm the kind of person who who often would do that. You we use comedy, don't we, to to, yeah. to as human beings to get get beyond it. So it's 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 a perfect way, yeah, you know, to to you know remember someone um in essence. And it's that's it that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun though for that.
2: So one of the things that was interesting about this match is that when Aja Khan came out they swapped the they after she finished they, all of a sudden, in the corner, you see Stardom's Barb Sasaki standing there. I'm like, what, what the hell is he doing here? Like, I'm like, sure, his match isn't on just yet. And then Rena's music plays. Now, for those who don't know who Rena is, Rena is in Stardom. Uh, back in 2019, when they held the Stardom draft and Hana got Tokyo Cyber Squad, they went around, all the leaders of all the factions They were drafting and drafting and drafting. And Rena was one of the very last people to be drafted. And she and Ruaka were together all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. Ruaka got drafted to Tokyo Cyber Squad. And Rena just burst into tears crying. And Hana's like, I'm taking her too. And from that point on, as part of the makeover from, you know, young trainee who's fresh out, fresh out of camp. Um, she was 12 at the time, mind you. Hana gave her some of her old gear, which was a, a neon green, like, mesh shirt, a yellow skirt, and her rainbow furry boot covers. So for a while, that's what Rena in tagu Cyber Squad, that's what she would wrestle in. And Hana, from what I can gather, taught her how to do the, octopu- the uh, octopus hold and passed on her finisher, Hydrangea, to her. So, again, last year, Stardom ran a show the same day in Yamanashi, about an hour or so outside of town, at the same exact time of the show, so none of the girls, save for the girls that were in the main event, like uh, Hazuki, who had just ret- who had just left stardom, Shuri, Natsupoi, um, weren't able to again get that closure. So Rina comes out, and again, since she's been in- since she got adopted or you know defected to Aoi Tai after the dissolution of Tokyo Cyber Squad, she's been you know doing the heel thing. She had Starlight Kids seconding her, which was a very big shock to me, um, but. She's another one that, you know, she'll play into the Oedo taxes, but she doesn't normally play into the comedy. So seeing her be another one who was trying to wrestle seriously, trying to wrestle seriously, but then also fell into Hirota's trap of comedy, I loved it. And it was one of those things where, you know, Rena now she's 15, she's getting ready for, you know, to qualify for the five-star Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit later, but put a pin in that one. Um... She cut this amazing promo where she's like, I will always, always, always love Hana. The moment I become a champion, it will be because of her. And like, I was like, there's not a dry eye on the audience. I'm just like, sitting there like sobbing all over the place. I don't care at this point. Um, but it was one of those things where it was just like, that was another opportunity for someone to get the closures they needed. And her doing, her locking in Hydrangea, I was like, they 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 they're they're yanking on those heartstrings, <laughs> and then we move to the main event. Oscar uh, and Shuri last year in the main event they were part of an eight woman tag. Uh, they were on the same team this year. They are they are singles match. Um, I believe there was a thirty minute time limit. Um, both are champions, so you know of course Shuri is the World of Stardom champion. I believe recently Oscar became the. DDT tag champion and she's also a tag champion in seedling. Um, So I personally thought the match was going to go to a 30 minute time limit draw. Hard hitting match all over the place, but they actually had Sherry win at the very end. Um, Wow. Yeah. And for them, it was their first singles meeting. They had wrestled uh, each other and tagged together. Uh, several times in, I believe, Marvelous and Seedling prior in the last, you know, five years of their careers together, but they've never faced each other one-on-one, let alone in singles competition. So yes. again, it was like, again, another opportunity for them to have something that they probably would never have unless, mm-hmm. sure, because, you know, all of their re- wrestling prior to Hot last year, was when they were both in the indies prior to Shuri getting signed mm. so and they both work for two very different companies so being able to see them work together for solely for the purpose of this show I think it says a lot about the, the solidarity that's been that has been being has been built in the last couple of years not just as a result of Hana's passing but as the, the necessity for the women's scene and the independent scene in Japan as yeah.
1: well. Yeah, to be able to—I mean—and it's probably something when we when we're talking about the five-star Grand Prix as well about like some of the the possible uh, people to bring in. I know was it was last year was Takumi Roja as well, who I thought was phenomenal. She was like, amazing.
2: Her she, her match with sure with with Shuri was my yeah. favorite match of the tournament.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was up there for me. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it it, it it sounds as well like I mean the good thing about it was is you're kind of ending with a like a a really good traditional match aren't you yeah like you're having that as well so you're being able to kind of like deliver on that so you
2: you you had your emotion you're you're a very heavy emotional match with hana or without sorry pardon with kyoko and kyona you had your comedy matches with the intergender tag tornado tag with ridiculous rules you had kenno and you know oyaji having a great time you had sakura hirota just making people barrel over in laughter and then you just had two people very close to her just kick the ever-loving shit out of each other for a good twenty minutes.
1: In classic Shuri style. Is yeah. it- <laughs> Is
2: I mean, Oscar it- went toe yeah. to toe with her, and I could I could not stop watching it. It was just it, it was one of those things where I got really psyched, but also it raises the bar very high for Shuri's match this weekend at mm. Flashing Champions against uh, Risa Sarah.
1: That's right. That's um. That's like, I, what's the name of the series that is on? And I, I saw it in the in Dream Weekly because it's not in Stardom, is it? That, ma- that
2: no, match? No, that oh. is the World of Stardom Championship match coming up. Ah, it is. So it? Risa Serra from Prominence, she she kind of yeah. squared off with uh, Shuri a couple of months ago, but then you know World Climax happened, and you know Julia and Mayu you got pushed to the front of the line like they always do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they, yeah, they're they're finally going to have their square down at the um, press conference they had, I believe, last week. Uh, Sarah, along with half of pro- the rest of prominence, basically beat Shuri down. They tried to come save her; it didn't happen. <laughs> um, but that's going to be a long show because it is a ten match card. Ooh. Yes, Alone. I love every championship. I get believe is getting defended plus a couple of showcase matches.
1: Although in fairness, one of the great things that Stardom do is they know how to time their matches. I mean, this is one of the things when we talk about the five-star Grand Prix, having a 20-minute time limit as opposed to half an hour, which I don't know. Other companies take note. I think that's quite good. I think you can get a lot. I think you've kind of forced the action a bit more and force that pace, which is… That's what
2: I loved about the Cinderella tournament. 15 Mm -hmm. minutes? You kidding me? 10 minutes? Are you kidding me? Yeah, (laughs) indeed. It it that was the thing. It costs a lot of people to fall out of the tournament because they would run to a draw. Yeah, Uh, it it, it puts real stakes and forces people to get creative very quickly.
1: Exactly, and I think it's it just is something where you're not you're not beating down the 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 crowd for that. And it's probably as good a time to go into the 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 five star Grand Prix because obviously we've got that coming up. They're doing, uh, if I'm right in thinking, it's it's twenty six wrestlers across two blocks um red stars and blue stars are two blocks of of 13 there is an x in the field but they're yes. revealing that at a later date um yes. which is always a uh, very intriguing we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well but just uh, I just before,
2: hope nobody tells Sayakamatani who it is
1: well, <laughs> or, we'll have, no, yeah, yeah.
2: or we'll have a repeat of last year <laughs> <laughs> Her cutting that amazing promo and her being the last one to realize that she was the one who gave it away. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was great. The, 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 the stuff with Kyrie as well. And,
2: and I love how they parlayed that into the big reveal when it was Kyrie.
1: They, I'm they still w-
2: convinced there is somebody else. There's more than one ex.
1: You think there would be? I mean, I suppose we'll get into it. Who do you think the ex would be?
2: For, for the five star? Hmm. I mean, Kyrie would be a great option. Mm. Uh, I just don't know how many losses they're going to be willing to serve her. Yeah. Um, I think the role that she's played so far in stardom being basically being the old guard kind of like kind of CM Punk's been like wrestling a lot of Mm. younger, fresher talent where he's like, he'll put on a great match, but inevitably he doesn't win every single match. But he's giving the rub to all these new people. Like her match with Starlight Kid was fantastic. Her match coming up this coming weekend is a tag match where she's tagging with Tam Nakano against uh, Miu Amasaki, who just debuted uh, back in March at New Blood uh, 2, and who's now tag- going to be tagging with the new leader of Queen's Quest, Uta- in Utami Hayashi Sh- Shista. Hayashi Shista. Oh my gosh, I can't speak today. Ha- Hayashi ha- Sh- Hayashi Shista. Hayashi? <laughs> there, there's a lot there's a lot of sh's in there and it's a, i can't when, when i start speaking really fast it just i get dumb in two languages
1: <laughs> i could it, it's the kind of thing that firewalls would would always kick off about i can imagine and, and not having any, any part of that um, to, to go through so you know it's a stacked lineup of, yes. of, of the wrestlers on there so we 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 have um uh my witani uh kaguma hazuki um hannah from uh, from stars from queen's quest it's hannon
2: i'm sorry the end fell off i don't know why there's Uh, hannah if it's hannah h-a-n-a-n as her theme song says but apparently my autocorrect just said nope we're gonna make it hannah but there's an end there
1: could have could have gone a lot worse well yeah queen's quest we've got azumi we have Atomi hai shishita uh, and Sai Kamitani. From Wado Tai, we have Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Mama Watanabe. Uh, from Donna Del Mondo, we have Julia, Mika, Himika, Natsupoi, and Dekla. Um, Cosmic Angels, we have Tam Nakano, Mina, uh, Shirakawa, and uh, Nagi Sayaka. From God's Eye, the, uh, the, the new Shuri faction, um, we have Shuri and Mirai. And then from Prominence, um, who were in Ice Ribbon, wasn't it? That's, that's where they yes. ca- came across from. We were um, Risa Sarah and Suzu Suzuki. And the final three are going to be, um, they're doing a little qualifying tournament. Again, New Japan, take note, you can get a little bit of extra juice having someone that block C in its own weird way. And G what would said, like seeing this is, a is really good idea. And they've got we
2: actually have a C block.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're doing a C block. And it, so they've got say, um, either, um, Momokogo, Ami, Sarai, uh, Ruaka, Mai Sakurai uh Rina uh Waka uh Sukiyama Lady C Hina and uh Miyu Amasaki who, who you mentioned earlier on. So who would you predict um in terms of the the three to come through that?
2: The three to come through. Now see the, the hard part for me is that I feel like there's a bit of an imbalance in the five-star. I feel like mm-hmm. Donna Del Mundo got too many births, but they also yeah. have a lot of great wrestlers. Um I do love uh the C block, you know, qualifying thing. Because the good thing about that is that the month of June, all of those those matches are not in like two days. They're spread out throughout the month with like two matches here, one match here. So there's going to be different things going on throughout June, building up to the the end of the month. Uh, I believe it's the 28th of the 29th is when they had the last uh, the qualifying match for those. Um, I've Sayeda. I think she'll definitely be there. Um. Hmm. That like, of of them, she's the one I would consider the absolute lock. I feel like my Sakurai, because there's so many people from Donna Mundo, she doesn't need it as much as other people. Mm-hmm. Uh Rina and Hina would be good just because they of the people involved in that pool, they are two of even though they're the two youngest, they are the two veterans. Aside from Sayida, like they've, you know, they started wrestling when they were 11s and then another 15. So a lot of these girls have careers that are shorter than five, uh, four year four or five years. So I, I would like it to be the twins and Sayida just because they're all, that's the other thing. They're all stardom originals. A lot mm-hmm. of the uh, additional the talent in that pool, plus everybody between prominence and Don and Zelmundo are people who have come in from other companies. Yeah and that was always my the sticking point with Hazuki when she came back she's just like what what's the deal here why are all of these people who who didn't start here being at the top of every card being all of our champions why why aren't we getting you know we put we put together an outstanding training program but our our talent our homegrown talent aren't getting the same shine mm. so
1: this, uh, oh, thing i like about this you've got a nice storyline like kind of motif you've got various little feuds and angles whether that i mean whether that stuff happening around like the kind of the you know deep into the undercard it gives everything a reason to exist it gives people a reason to be in a place but it also gives there's some nice stuff there in terms of character motivation let's say i mean you know if you're not able to qualify are you letting the rest of your stable down you know there's yeah. little interpersonal dynamics that they that they can work in there
2: the other hard part is that it's one of those things where i feel like some of those girls that are in that third block mm-hmm. if they were originally put in the five star they're either going to have like that one match where they spoil someone's entire tournament by getting that one win or they're going to be the ones that are basically padding the blocks for other people which isn't fair to them Yeah. So I kind of like that they're having a like a pseudo mini five star just for these these basically the rookies and the younger folk, just because you know again they're gonna have to have people to be seconds throughout this entire thing, and it's two months long. So again, another smart thing that Stardom does is that they don't try to do all block matches every single day. They 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 space it out over the course of two months, but they also put like other not filler matches, but like you know tag matches so you get a little bit of everybody on the card.
1: Yeah, you want to you still have to make it a show, don't you? You still have yeah. to, you know,
2: and save be, everyone's health and yeah. keep their bodies in one piece.
1: That's it, which is probably also as well the 20 minute time limit, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a lot less bums uh, to to throw in there. Um we did have a question regarding oh. Stardom which uh, uh from uh our King of the Mountain patron uh, C- Conroy Loughlin. Um mm-hmm my
0: liege
1: (laughs) (laughs) um his question um do you agree with utami becoming the new leader of queen's quest i felt like azumi has felt like the leader for some time now and with how good she she's been this year she deserves it however azumi has a lot going for her now with the high speed title and the momo rivalry whereas being the new leader of queen's quest gives utami some kind of direction for the short term
2: Exactly. So, you have two champions in Queens Crush right now between Saya Kamatani as the white belt champion and Azumi as forever one of the high speed champions. I really yeah. wish they'd let her graduate beyond that belt, but that's a different story for a different day. Mm-hmm. Utami had one of the longest runs with the red belt in the company's history. She had a she's you know, she was the Tokyo Sports, you know, women's wrestler of the year for 2021. She did a lot of different things. But, you know, without a championship, she's kind of in that role that Momo Watanabe was where she needed something to do. This gives Utami something to do. Mm-hmm. She, Even though she may be one of the more, I mean, compar- comparatively speaking, to uh, Azumi, most people are junior to her anyway. You yeah. know, if you were going to do the Kanke, where where it's, you know, based on seniority and veteranship, yeah, of course, uh, Azumi's the lock. But I think growth wise Utami's done a lot in her very short four year career that it's not an issue with her being the leader and the way that the presence she has when she walks into a room I'm sorry it's I'm fine with it I love it short hair Utami is unstoppable (laughs) yeah I loved long hair Utami, but when she she lopped all her hair off after she lost I was like okay we're doing this again that yes all the yes so I'm not mad at it. I actually, I, I kind of expected it. Kind of my 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 soft spot for Azumi. I was like, oh, please give her give her something to do. But it, she she again, she's in that she's in that Momo spot. That Momo yeah. was basically last year where you know she was she was hoisting the flag and leading the group and got to the final finals of the five star last year. But she wasn't really shouldering any championships other than the tag championship. I, Even though, but she also had a great run with the white belt. So.
1: It did, I was thinking of like a carder is what the Atami one reminds me with, where you've got the kind of this prodigious talent.
0: Yeah.
1: And but when they're not in the title picture, we can end up. You know, I'm not saying she'll end up as like Balloon Atami or something. I mean, mode, right?
2: we're going to get King of Pro Wrestling Utami. She's going to make a trophy and start her own tournament. God, I hope not. And then, then Fuki is going to get the trophy, and it's going to be all high speed comedy matches. No, well, I'm,
1: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm going to take that energy back out of the universe. So I don't want people coming after me. But well, yeah, no, is she? Yeah, are we going to get
1: reality show at Tommy? Is she going to go back to her roots? Or something? I
2: don't, I don't, after Hana, I don't think they're going to let anyone else do a reality show.
1: Oh, but wasn't she in one because she's part of like a massive family of like yes, 11 she, kids or yes, something? Yes,
2: but I don't, I don't think that Stardom yeah, would, would risk that again, especially yeah. after everything that happened. But yeah, no, it was, um, it was interesting because when she had won the Tokyo Sports uh, af- Women's Athlete of the Year award, they actually did a, a video for Stardom, uh, the YouTube channel, where she takes her trophy, I believe, or she go- goes to her dad's restaurant and sits down and has like a heart-to-heart with her dad about everything. Um, but yeah, that that family dynamic is fascinating.
1: Mm, I think you were telling us about last time
2: on it's, it's like it's a- multiple marriages with kids from each of the marriages very large family
1: papa was a rolling stone but, yeah. really <laughs> open the, the dictionary The picture's
2: right
1: there <laughs> he's right there do you also think as well it, it, her being leader helps her bring out um so it helps her with more character because i think the the thing is with her she she is a prodigy she feels like as, as close to a kind of i mean you say this is possibly the same thing about starlight kid it's a school that brings out um pretty prodigious talent but it's maybe the something that kind of establishing her as a leader like within the like positioning it feels like i don't know maybe to me that it feels like it's putting her in that mayu shuri julia you know kind that's that's where she is that momo kind of world
2: she's in in the the pillars of the modern era pillars of stardom um she like whenever i talk about stardom i i often equate Uh, utami to okada with mayu as tanahashi so it's one of those things where you know she had that amazing run with the red belt she had you know she she was got that that melter 5.5 star rating or whatever um with shuri and it was one of those things where she she deserves a rest but now she she's you know she's you know when she was you know battling with tam earlier in the year she's doing like cute cute utami where it was like she she's now she's getting to show personality she, she doesn't need to be all business all the time. And I think for someone like Utami, who was able to, you know, for Mio Amasaki, she she was in the main event with Amasaki on Amasaki's debut match. That's that's the role that they're going to start put, slotting some of these younger, younger talents into. And it gives, again, with Queen's Quest, they have Amasaki, but they also have Lady C, who's just been wrestling up for under two years. So they need someone who for lack of a better term, has a little bit of time on her hands and can actually work with them and train with them and, you know, tag with them and help them understand. Because, you know, when, you know, Kamatani, not that she doesn't have the talent for it, but she's kind of busy working on her promos and trying not to tell secrets and, you know, being the white, white belt champion. And Azumi, again, Azumi can do just about anything and can't do any wrong in my mind. Um, but again, she's a champion. She's busy with other things. So with Utami, they they're giving her something to do.
1: Yeah, which is good. Like, I mean, you want that with any promotion, don't you? Yeah. That if you're moving people up and down the card, at least they're doing things. At least, yeah. I mean, you mentioned AEW. It was one of the big criticisms we had about it on 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 Spotlight. Is when we've spoken about it, especially in recent weeks, there are people who just amble around the card. Yeah, who are just there there for 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 no real reason. And you mentioned that There's um. A couple of sort of interesting stories that you picked up in your uh, on. I'd highly recommend to everyone. I imagine everyone listening here, uh, readers of the Dream Weekly on on post wrestling. Thank you. But, um, a story that was interesting for us as 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 British uh, as well. I say uh, as a wrestling fan from Britain, even though my Irish passport will be very heavily waved as well. Um, we have our Rio, British Rio, coming to Tokyo Joshi Pro. Which then begs the question: Can you get um, Japanese Rio back in as well? I think that Rio versus Rio matches, and if you know they come out to Rio by Jiran Jiran as well, I think that would just also be be all, all... Rio
2: Rio. <laughs> Rio. I, I, I think the thing with Rio, the Japanese wrestler, is that it's it, I, I believe she's more of a freelancer as opposed ah. to tied to any one promotion. Mm-hmm. um but since Tokyo Joshi Pro works far cl- more closely with AEW than they do with any other international company at this point mm-hmm. um i think it would be a great opportunity i don't i from what i gather reho Ri, is over here in the states right now doing AEW work i don't know if she and re Ho or hio will cross paths next starting this coming weekend and then the following week that she's in because i think she only has like two tour dates so she's basically doing like a week and then going back to the uk
1: she's going back to the uk which um i'm also right in thinking that rio rio is also doing eve at some
2: point i i i want to say rio yeah is it part of the she one or she's she has some dates in june oh is that the
1: reason she's coming back
2: i i believe so like i'm pro wrestling Mm. eve is another one of those like like women's promotions that i'm like always interested in but i can't there's just so much wrestling to keep up with but i'm yeah pro wrestling eve call me i've got questions
1: (laughs) there is i mean (laughs) What I would say about them, it's and I've I've been to an Eve show for a long time. The venue they were at, this tiny sweat box, you probably have seen it on VOD. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Resistance Gallery. I mean, ridiculous to say it was a fire hazard. Certainly, something that in a in a social distancing world was never going to be in use. And I think, yeah. as most place in London it's probably going to become like a hipster craft bar because that's that's just <laughs> is London. Is it for like you. a
2: dive bar or is it just? A... Well,
1: you get it's very smartened up around there. So this is like round the corner from the York Hall okay as well so from across the york hall which you never buy a drink in the york hall so they had the the big ref pros. Do they not there. have
2: concessions there or is it just the line so long in
1: name can... only i mean i described it last night as they serve swill at that oh, oh yeah vial. no oh, no um, thank you and also you'll be queuing for half an hour while they're in there
2: yeah no. and
1: they virtually want to strip search you for going in and it's it's in it's incredible how that that state of affairs. But the venues that Pro Wrestling Eve run now, there's a like they're running for the She one. They're running the a venue called the Two Two Nine, which Rev Pro Runners. they kind of regular London base. It's slightly bigger than where they used to go, which was a theatre, um, yeah. which had a wrestling ring in the middle, like a, the like miniature Budokan, but you just stop building after about the first four or five rows. It's just like yeah, I can't be bothered. Um, it's it's phenomenal in terms of sight sightlines. Um, but at the same time, the two two nine is just a bit more of a, a bigger venue. But they're very, they're good venues, and they're venues which treat you like an adult as well. Oh, so I like, can't wait. It, I, I they spend time like spent serving you decent drink rather. Oh, than Oh man, any I old like pits. the UK
2: is like I love London. I love mm. going to the UK. I have not been to a show in the UK, and I I might oh. I have the itch like every time I, Rev Pro posts like I have friends that go to regulars at Rev Pro, and every time I see like pictures of Shota Umino and pictures of Yota Suji doing their thing. I'm like, you guys are doing amazing.
1: Well, they did, I want to be there. They fell out this weekend.
2: <gasps> yeah, no! Yeah.
1: So they were in the Legion. I wasn't there. It was very funny because there was a Wait, a Umino's match-
2: in the Legion? Excuse me?
1: Yeah. I need kind to go of... get my
2: son. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they had, How dare! They had done, they'd done something along those lines. I mean, and I'll always say I'm a big Gideon Gray fan, um, but they'd like Yotasuji has been someone who has been like constantly like a um uh like a, a like kind of over and they sort of worked him in the heel stable for a bit, but it's clearly like he's he's gonna be fighting against Gideon Gray. I mean he's he's someone who like while the matches are kind of at that solid level, it's the crowd connection, which is something yeah. we saw when he was doing Young Lion Duty on the ringside, just banging in a mat for Tanahashi he was just like an absolute star. Um so yeah, oh where was I going? Yeah. So yeah. I mean ref, we can talk oh, about you long Young lines all
2: day long. Cause you but, know, I got my soft spot for Renderita, Uemura, all of them. They're doing amazing. I love them all.
1: <laughs> it is you Yamura cutting a good promo on that? Do- we'll, we'll get into some we will be getting into some New Japan um and stuff in a little bit as well. But I mean it's it it's it's interesting in terms of like you mentioned Takumi Roha coming over for Eve. Um we obviously got Rio going over who is someone who has been wrestling a few years, predominantly around the Northwest, so sort of Liverpool-Manchester way. Um, She's like, you know, sort of very good, solid wrestler, but it's more the case, as, you know, said earlier on, it feels like if there's the chance for lots of wrestlers to go over to Japan and get time in that stardom dojo get time in in the tokyo joshi pro dojo as well and whether it be like aisha raymond in in seedling you know if that it just in terms of the ethic and in terms of being able to develop as wrestlers it feels like even if you're there for a week that week is going to be definitely well spent. And hopefully then you make a good impression and she comes back over after the she won. Yeah.
2: If you if if someone can find Mako Satamura and start have Mako Satamura sending people to Sendai Girls, mm. she, they will get the training of their lifetime. Cause you know, it was it Millie McKenzie and Charlie Evans were yeah. used to go over there as well. So it's one of is those. Is that things- where
1: Sasha Banks went when she did that
2: was where Sasha Banks went. And when all that happened. I was boarding a plane and I saw her get on that plane to make her way over there.
1: That's wild.
2: It was one of those things. I saw saw it happening. I'm just like, I don't see you. I don't know you. I'm going to give you your privacy. Take me with you.
1: (laughs) And in, my, and in my head, Sendai Girls has got something similar to Gaia Girls in terms of a setup of, like, this rural crumbling dojo. I'm sure it's probably actually very, very nice.
2: Well, the thing about Sendai Girls is that they're located up in Miyagi Prefecture, which is in the northern part of the main island, which is close to where the Tohoku Great Earthquake happened in 2011. Oh. So they were in one of the regions that was greatly affected by it. So, yes, they are in a very rural part of Japan, but they're also – because, like – many smaller promotions they do a lot of local promoting of the shows and of the business by going to like local like bars and restaurants and like businesses you know mm. putting their posters up but they also give back to the community like there's like a rice uh farm that they help out at where they plant rice and they harvest the rice with like the locals so it's it I know. Like I want I want to go to the Sendai Girls Dojo. I want that's to go incredible. Pull, I want to go back to my Inaka roots, my countryside roots to go like pull some rice or whatever. But it's just one of those things where that's another place that I would love to see more talent go. But because yeah. it's so far removed from everything, it's one of those things like they'll have like maybe Sendai Girls tends to have like two matches a month, one in Tokyo and then one up in Sendai. But mm-hmm. then a lot of their talent float, like many of the other smaller promotions, they float here and there and like work with different companies like uh it might
1: make more sense to be based in Tokyo
2: yes but if they want an opportunity to have a very unique authentic experience not saying that living in Tokyo isn't an authentic experience but again it's like Tokyo is just like New York City but a lot cleaner yeah and a lot safer (laughs) like I I can walk around in Tokyo by myself late at night not that i like to but by myself and not worry that something might happen to me but, like, with the thing about, like, you know, even, like, uh, 2AW, which is, like, you know, formerly Kai and Tai Jojo out in Chiba, you know, their dorm and their dojo, or the Ice Ribbon Dojo up in Saitama is about a good hour and a half north of Tokyo. Because it's removed from the, t- the main city, you, you have a more, not necessarily a more enriching experience, but you're forced, one, to work on the language because you yeah. have to learn how to use it to do your day-to-day um the thing about the stardom dojo and other promotions that are based in tokyo is that you're either hoteling it or you're in a share house format and depending on who you're who you're assigned to room with in said share house you may or may not get along with them you know it's just like you know a university dorm you're not you're not each person doesn't have their own private room it could be bunk beds it could be a you know a small partition between uh japanese style traditional room where it's just like you can you can sneeze like and then you hear the person like three doors down so it's one of those things where it all depends on the experience
1: no snoring allowed in that house
2: i mean you can but you better hope that your roommates either are okay also snore or they have good headphones Mm. um but i think it would be with travel opening up slowly it would be even if it's like a week here or a week there and you can't commit to anything longer than that if the opportunity presents itself i would like my this is me you know me big wrestling joshi wrestling legend karen um
1: on the karen peterson show on the
2: karen peterson that. show you know because i'm based in the uk <laughs> i mean we have Heathrow, florida but there's no airport <laughs> it's a good 45 minutes north of orlando but there's really nothing there except a couple of cows um but don't limit yourself to one promotion hmm like, if, if you're able to get, a you know, a visa with XYZ company, but an offer also comes from another company, don't do anything that would violate your visa. But, you know, maybe you do go to stardom, but then you also realize that stardom's not the right fit for you. So don't mm-hmm. write off every other promotion as a result. It's, it's just like working in the UK Indies or the US Indies. I mean, the, the visa process is a little more complicated, but it's one of those things. We, the more I'm learning about the women's scene in Japan... There are so many options. Yeah, and even like the other cool thing is that like a smaller promotion like seedling, you get more reps, and you might get a bigger showcase quicker, and get people get to know who you are faster because you're not buried in a card with you know thirty other people on it. You might be it might just be a four match card with maybe ten to fifteen people at the most half of which are very seasoned you know freelancers that are like rotate in and out anyway Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things where it's just like I, i want people to keep their options open but also remember that while you're over there feeling isolated and homesick is natural especially when you you're in a country where you may not necessarily be able to communicate you know you can speak you know communicate perfectly in your home country but even like with all the English signage and you know helpful locals that you can find, there's still that disconnect and it's very hard to reconcile.
1: I mean, it's it, it it kind of, it's a mental endurance, isn't it? Yeah. Process, especially if you're going to send diamond, this is like you mentioned there. It, it's interesting about going, uh, like going out to other promotions as well. I mean, I think obviously naturally it feels like, well, obviously you want to be in stardom because it feels like that, that is the elite Joshi promotion to yeah. be in it's just like you say, you're like, we mentioned like, you know, the pillars are already set in place. So yeah. it's be very, very hard to break into that. If you're not, unless you're going to be there for like a sustained amount of time, and be able to rely on you. I was going to ask, ask, actually, I mean, which it's an odd one. Like, cause I know like, we're going to talk about new Japan in a minute and new Japan bringing in ports has been very exciting. If nothing else, there is like a novelty to it. Even if like you're watching matches that, perhaps aren't like you know the most necessarily killer matches in the world that's not to say that they're bad whereas in stardom you look at them and you go i don't know if they need anyone or if it, or if you if, if it's a case of doing it because you can now yeah. you can have imports in so you can have that bit more variety on a card i mean it's 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 an interesting i mean would there be anyone in particular you would want you would want to see in is there anyone in there who feels like there would be a natural fit
2: in stardom
1: in stardom at this point, if you are going to bring someone in,
2: I mean, I mean, you could always bring back highly decorated uh, yeah. stardom talent, Tony storm. Yeah. They would love to have her back. Um, I think the hard part is that when it comes to talent that are contracted here in the U S um, you need to consider who they're working with in Japan at the same time, yeah. because while we do have, you know, new Japan versus AEW on the horizon, Mm. By and large, and they are working with New Japan Strong. By and large, AEW's partnership with women's division, at least, is almost exclusively either freelancers like Hikaru Shida or Riho or Tokyo Joshi Pro with mm. Maki Ito, Yuka Sakazaki, and other talents. Um, I mean, I know I'm sure Jamie Hayter would love to go back to stardom because they miss her there. Um, it's one of those things where. I would love to see more women's promotions in Japan work with more American promotions. But again, it all depends on, I feel like maybe, and this is just a personal aside that after the way the Young classic and the Young classic Two sort of gutted the for the, the influx of foreigners into Japan for the women's promotions Mm -hmm. and also signed away two of their biggest talents in Kairi and later Io Shirai. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of hesitation to openly work with a lot of American, bigger American companies mm. because it may not feel like a reciprocal agreement. The problem you have with someone like with AEW, you could run into the, well, we'll send you Tony Storm, but she can only lose to like XYZ person. Yeah. And it, it becomes the, do you really want the person there to uh, wrestle the matches that they want to wrestle and feed into the storyline that Stardom has? Or is it our unit assert your dominance over a promotion because you can because that's your talent, and that's you know that also feed into our best of the super juniors conversation and New Japan conversation shortly. But when it comes to you know a lot of, there's the the constant revolving conversation about AEW talent wants to work Japan and when people hear the phrase work Japan their mind automatically equates working in Japan to New Japan. Mm that's another promotion where not necessarily every single person that wants to work Japan would be a fit for new Japan. Yeah. Where I, I look at like people on the AEW roster. And for me, I could see people easily slotting into all Japan or big Japan or NOAA, even DDT. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I want people to think beyond that. You know, if you want to work in Japan, it doesn't always have to equal new Japan stardom because there's so much variety out there and you know yeah it, we all want to go to our number one pick school of course we do but maybe that safety school might afford you the better education yeah that if, you, if you like to put it in, I, I work in a medical school so it's one of those things where it's like we That's deal with show. Ki- we, we 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 deal with kids are you know, changing their mind at the last minute because they got a better scholarship at xyz school or you know they You know, they said they were going to come to us, but then they, that, that, you know, somebody fell off of the short list and they got that spot and they really wanted to go to, uh, you know, their other opportunity. And I think that's what people need to think about is that there's, there's, don't limit yourself and your scope to just stardom in New Japan. Mm -hmm. I mean, saying that as someone who got her start in the Japanese wrestling scene through Noah, stardom in New Japan. (laughs) but the more I watch of other promotions, the more I learn about the other people that cycle through the, those promotions or how they like learning the history. It makes me realize that like, like, you know, I mean, they're slowly bouncing back, but the UK scene had the same thing. I started watching. Oh God. What was it? When WrestleMania came here back to Orlando back in 2017, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that's where I got my first like experience with rev pro and with progress or progress (laughs) got make it sound make up. it sound British for you British people, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm from I'm from New Jersey, but I've been raised in the South, so my Southern twang <laughs> comes out, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, but then you know, I also the reason I actually got into New Japan was that I started watching WCPW because they had that giant Pro Wrestling World Cup back in 2017. I it's watched amazing
1: the influence that World Cup has had. It's like 128 people,
2: bro. I watched I watched Kushida wrestle at Young Lion Show Tanaka, and I fell in love with New Japan. I'm like I don't know who these guys are, but I want to know more about them right now, right yeah. now. But and then, but that's like how it is. Like the, before NXT UK was a thing, I started learning about all these different promotions, and like how heavily intertwined they were all were. There's like this, mm-hmm. this whole like tapestry of wrestling that I didn't know about,
1: which ties into when wrestling has been we think of, you know, people always want to go to heart back to a golden era. It's like, well, actually one of the things that wrestlers did is they didn't stay around in territories for a long time because it was better for them. They learned, they never got stale, you know, how can you miss, you know, it's difficult to miss people when like they're never gone. And like, and that's, I think quite often the issue with contracts and obviously Good reasons and the stability that that offers, but the idea of being able to work different places and the idea of being able to move around—I mean, that's incredibly important. And you know,
2: and the flexibility, flexibility to get out when you realize that where you're at isn't where you need to be, want to be, or should be.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think of you know going into into New Japan. I suppose we'll go to the best of the Super Juniors first, actually. For this, yeah, think of someone like uh, Francesco Akira who, seen in all Japan, did the great documentary in the All Japan Dojo, which I don't, I, I don't know if you ha- ever had a chance to see. I that.
2: have not, but I want to see it.
1: I'll find you <laughs> it.
2: If it appears magically like if in my t- Christmas stocking, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm it, not going to wag my fingers at it.
1: <laughs> it it's, it's a phenomenal watch, and he is like your kind of, like he's your guide through it, but what you very much like realizing when like watching when All Japan shows is All Japan doesn't spend time on its juniors. It is not a focus of the promotion. It's it's never, you know, yeah. it's it's not been that way for a hell of a long time. So he's going to be kind of wasted, and he's a small guy. Yeah, and I think the thing is is that him going to New Japan and already. I know it's been one of the things like he's a, he's a, he's a follow. He's a, he's a, he's a lovely young lad is the impression that you kind of get with him. And he's, he's all very happy, but he's certain, like the thing that he was doing in a documentary is when he was, you know, after a hard day um, making Chanko, he's like, right. Neat and, and training, obviously it's like, he's learning Japanese in the evening. So it feels like, okay. So he'll be cutting those promos at the end. They'll be thinking about that, you know, I thought that was part of the decision-making for Zack Sabre Jr. It was like, actually, we can put him on the end of the show because he can cut that kind of promo and it's going to be the thing to, to send the fans away happy. So it, it's the kind of thing where it makes sense of him to be in New Japan because whatever issues people will may have with the, the New Japan Jr. division, it is a thing where... Um, at least he's going to be featured somewhat, yeah. whereas in All Japan, it's going to be a permanent undercard process.
2: Well, and and that's the thing is that he, from what I gather, he was able to achieve everything that he needed to and could do in All Japan, and his departure from All Japan, from what I can tell, is very amicable, mm. and they were they supported his decision to go back to Italy and go you know work the European Indies for a little bit. Um, he kind of did a great he,
1: match with Gabriel Kidd. The he kind of tipped Rogue. his
2: hand a little bit before he was announced as a bruscare because he started liking a whole bunch of New Japan tweets. And I'm like, bro, oh, bless your heart. You, you, you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar, but <sighs> I'm, I'm, I was actually, I was on Tomatonga's podcast last week talking about Francesco. And it was one of those things where from what we've discovered is that he in the United empire is a good fit.
0: Hmm
2: the one thing I want him to do while he's there now is to figure out who he is as a heel wrestler yeah. and it not being Will Ospreay 2.0 mm-hmm. because everyone's having the conversation that, you know, he's the one hand picked by Ospreay. He's, you know, he does the similar moves. He's got the tights. He's got the look, you know, plucky young white boy, baby face. It's one of those, it's one of those things where I need, and apparently who he is, now is very similar but very like with very minimal like makeovering costume changing from who he was in all japan Mm. it's kind of like he's he's kind of struggling the way that show did when show left chaos and joined bullet club where he's Mm. supposed to be a heel but he still kind of fights a lot like a baby face. And, you know, bless his heart, when he started crying after losing to Haroma, I was like, me too, buddy, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet boy. <laughs> have, is- have, some, have some cookies and milk and call it a day. <laughs> that's,
1: that's the thing with him as well, is he, he looks like a baby face. Like you, even with a full really
2: beard, longer. he looks like a baby face.
1: He does. Yeah. He he, he doesn't like I mean, I, I think of myself with my beard and think of how withered I look, and it's just like, no, he's a cherub with a beard.
2: Um, a cherub with a beard.
1: And it, it will just it will just take him time, like with this. And I think it's it made me wonder on the you know talking uh, you're going to best of the super juniors the fact that we have TJP there has made me think well actually at some point I could see them doing a junior tag run which I think yeah. is quite often that's a good way to start TJP's been around for like a however long and he's
2: it's his his, his, his second entry hand. in the super junior in like eleven years and yeah. if there was someone in the in the United Empire that could teach him the way to be a heel and be a a, 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 a detestable heel <laughs> tjp would probably be the one who could take him under his wing as it were and it's one of those things where the my, my problem with with the united empire is that i know at least as far as i'm concerned they're supposed to be heels but they have that weird lij suzuki goon tweener energy because they're they're at ringside seconding each other at Windy City Riot, like, they all came out for Osprey's match and they're banging on, the, banging on the mats and walking around and I'm just like, bro, be my pep squad. Cheer, put me over. Cheer me up. I, I need this in my life. It, I know. But, I'm, I'm like, boo, you're doing amazing. Boo! <laughs> like, I can't make up my mind with them.
1: But when, when Gray Khan came out, he was getting, he got, he seemed to get a big face pop.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, well, Meyer. of course, it was right the after story. the news story where, where he rescued that ten-year-old girl in the subway. Yeah. So it was like as if we didn't love him for for rescuing girls and giving giving them pancakes and being a very massive anime fan. It, it's just like.
1: Do you know the, what else the- he loved? Drain, uh, like drain pipe covers.
2: Oh yeah, that that's very much a thing in Japan.
1: He did well- that in the UK, but just around cities like War- Portsmouth and London, and it's just like. Do, do this ha- is odd. I'm, I'm on board with it.
2: Well, it's kind of like land- landmark hunting. Uh yeah. Like you know, like how like certain like you know, some people, you know, they'll take pictures of statues, or some people take pictures of buildings. Yeah. Sewer covers is the same thing in Japan, they're very pretty. Like one of the YouTubers I follow, uh Sharla, uh, she's a huge Pokemon fan. So she's got traveled Japan looking for all the po- different Pokemon sewer covers. So it makes for for me as someone who's like yeah. into the Japanese culture aspect of it. I get it, but like, right. are the, are the sewer covers like fancy at all in the UK? No. Like, no, they're just they're just bog standard. And any any name like city Literally. name or no, no, nope. like,
1: very little on there. It will just say like "do not open" or something <laughs> along those lines, There's nothing spectacular about them, apart from this weird superstition <laughs> thing me. that gets drilled into your head when you're quite like I don't know. Like all superstitions being kind of nonsense. Oh. Right? You shouldn't you shouldn't walk across them, they're bad luck and stuff like that. Oh
2: well, you? you know, I grew up watch I, I grew up watching it with Tim Curry. So I'm ah. I'm terrified of like open sewer drains. If I hear nah. water running, i like, I just wait for something to go, we all float down here. And I'm like, no, no. Clowns? That movie ruined clowns for me at a very yeah. early age. No.
1: That's the one I remember. Like I mean the modern it, it was like a no, 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 tons, no. but Tim no your bus sorry. Curry, terrifying. Also Absolutely in terrifying. the film clue if you remember. If I you remember.
2: I do remember him as Wadsworth. Thank you
1: criminally underrated film and i don't know why exceptionally all, remate, criminally underrated. why hasn't it been really clever cleverly plotted as well. that was
2: the first movie where they had like the like i remember watching They had like the multiple endings and i'm like yeah. a, it's a choose your own adventure but if you for those who've never played clue clue i guess you guys call it cluedo over there we call it
1: cluedo you call it clue
2: clue yeah. it's the same thing but it's still like,
1: like a professor plum Colonel oh yeah Lester, 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 mr name, green
2: mr., um mr., miss peacock is it? Uh, we had Mister Green. He was a a biz- uh, uh, corrupt businessman. Uh, was there a reverend?
1: It might be Reverend White. i might be thinking
2: w- of. In the states, it was Mrs. White, and she was a maid.
1: Ah, yes, Mrs. White w- was a maid.
2: Um, but no, because when I was growing up, we had the v- the VHS game. So the first one is like it was. You had to put in a old VHS tape, and you had to watch the film, and then you, it was the same thing. You had the cards, and you had to figure out who did it. And then there was a sequel where they like they all got busted for like embezzling money, and they all end up in Tangiers of all places, where they it it was it, it's that's
1: a wild twist. I I,
2: I I will see if I can find them and spirit them into your Christmas stocking because they are it's they're very I think they're less like forty five minutes, but they're very it's very eighties, very dated. Like there's Miss Peach, she's a Southern belle. There's Monsieur Brunette, or <laughs> who wears a beret? And he's a Frenchman. Like it's it's very it's very fun it's a
1: fun time <laughs> I can remember an expanded version of yeah. um of of it as well they' adding new people onto it, and I was like ah, I'm not no, no, particularly no, no, mad no. about this this doesn't feel right at all but sp- speaking of intricately plotted things the best of the super <laughs> we is on at the moment <laughs> a hell of a link. Um, well done well done yeah, that's that's here all week I try the veal um it is a thing where at the moment like i mean i you saw today's show that was one that was out for free but it was yes. the first of three koraquan shows they, so they, they
2: love they're doing their three-day back-to-back koraquan shows so i believe that today's main event was el linderman versus el desperado which uh, would have been
1: great because el linderman has a hell of a fan base in tokyo by he
2: does and their match was amazing I uh there was great. doki versus elp there was ishimori versus show um, Alex Zane versus Francesco Akira, I think. Um, who else was there? Uh, I'm not sure. Yes, I want to say he fought no, because uh, Robbie Eagles fought Master Watto. Maybe Whoa. it was Toguchi Uh, oh no, Hiromu fought Kanemaro.
1: I will find out. So,
2: just for the record. If you do not watch any of the Super Junior shows up until today, watch today. Meaning today is Tuesday, the twenty fourth, the first of the three Korakuen shows. There are some—I gr- mean, they're all great matches, but there are also some spoiler—the spoilering matches for points has started.
1: Okay, that's PJP interesting. TJP
2: and Titan, I believe, had a match which was really good.
1: I'm gonna actually have a look now on the on the. Um on grapple itself to see what the ratings are i mean
2: the good old
1: grapple it's well what's fascinating about it i think for what i've seen of this this best of the super juniors talk about it last night i up to i haven't seen today's show i hadn't seen anything that was necessarily what i'd think of like as blow away like so if we're going back to sort of the osprey shingo matches of of a couple of years ago and the like i still however think there's this fresh coat of paint which makes it kind of, which makes it more, which makes it watchable. Just seeing new, fresh faces.
2: What I love about this Super Junior in particular is that it does two things. One, it gave back to the U.S. promotions that helped New Japan strong throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you have basically representatives from all the bigger pr- rep- uh, promotions. You have Wheeler YouTube as AEW slash Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Mm-hmm. You've got Ace Austin as the Impact X Division Champion. You've got uh, TJP who finally came over after being a mainstay in New Japan Strong. You had Alex Zane who was a mainstay in New Japan Strong, um, and it was you know you had Titan. Finally, somebody from CMLL is finally coming back to New Japan. So it was still going
1: the- CMLL. Apparently, I'm- I'm the- Their shot. relationship
2: <laughs> is still going with them, but this is the yeah. first time that they've had someone since pre-pandemic, um, and it, they're they're basically it's they're, There's an influx of talent but it doesn't feel imbalanced. Like there's not one promotion that has like six people coming over. Mm. And I say that for people to have tempered expectations, this is my theme for all tournaments across the ocean right now, tempered expectations when it comes to the G1. Take this mindset for what they do with super juniors, with people from different companies, you know, and bring in L Lindemann and bringing in, you know, Francesco Akira, it's not going to be six people from AEW going to the G1. You're going to get one, maybe two. I'm maybe thinking two in
1: particular. I'm thinking Moxley and Danielson.
2: You could do Moxley and Daniel. Personally, I want. I mean, Moxley's done the G1. I want Hangman Page in the G1.
1: If he loses to Punk on Sunday, you might well be able to. I mean,
2: and- th- that's. Not that yeah. i not that I want my cowboy my cowboy champion to lose, but i I really want him in a g one
1: well he was so good because that was one of the bigger pleasant surprise i mean it was probably he when he did his g one it was like in a kind of weird it was like a it was like a gold the golden time of new Japan at that yeah. point in time and it was a case of oh okay, this guy's here I'm not really sure how good he is and it kind of was. It was you were watching him grow and go he's really good he's having some absolute bangers here he doesn't feel out of place we just didn't see it in him and it kind of like it felt like that was the first real like kind of big kill this hangman we see today I kind of you can look at that and the, the origins feel like they're there up to that point he is a guy who's friends with the young bucks well
2: and that of... that was the hard thing about that arc of the elite in New Japan was that yeah. I always felt like hangman got constantly pushed to the back. Mm. When he should have been one that was more pushed to the front. But with when you have him standing besides Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes, it it's hard, especially yeah. when you have, you know, there are three foreign wrestlers that are all pretty much blonde hair, blue eyed white boys that are about six foot two. Um, So they they wrestle very different styles, but it's it kind of felt a little more of the same. hmm. So I know that you know Kenny's out right now with taking care of multiple injuries and multiple you know everything he's doing. Um, you know Mox G1, he had a great G1 previously. Yeah. Danielson, of course, he wants to go back and get you know check that yeah. off of his list. I still want to see him versus Zack Sabre Jr. To yeah. throw that out there.
1: Have you um, seen the original match?
2: I have not. I keep it's trying to of- find. I keep trying to oh, find, just find it. I keep coming up empty-handed. Um,
1: oh, we, we reviewed it as part of a Brian Danielson mixtape. Oh, it was,
2: excellent.
1: It's in front of a. What's really odd is watching that match where you know personally like five people in the crowd, and there's yeah. basically. And it's a very young Zack Sabre Jr. So he's yeah. got.
2: Was this pre Noah Dojo, Zack Sabre
1: Jr.? Yeah. This is 2008. Oh, my gosh. A, yeah. Triple, the Triple X promotion. Um, and it's, um, I'm, I'm actually popping it in the chat to you now. It okay. is a, uh, it, I will... it, it's a, it's a really fun match because it's, Zach is so young. So he's in this kind of, I don't know. It's it's very much like his Brit pop phase. You'd be thinking, <laughs> he's got, like the,
2: the long hair. Kind yeah. Of he, a bit. Nice.
1: He has, but like, he wouldn't be, if he was like in the, you know, if he was doing bass guitar in pulp, you'd be thinking, okay. oh yeah, that, that works, that works quite nicely for it. But he's in front of about like 60, 70 people in a pub in coventry and all right it, it, but it's so it's like a real kind of like curios egg and it's yeah. just, so you kind of look at it and go and i think they've both i think even danielson's joked about saying if there's a rematch we really should do it in a bar in front of like 60 people which would be the ultimate you could probably charge a few hundred dollars a, a ticket and stuff like easily that. It would sell easily. out easily
2: and then boutique
1: wrestling on an standing industrial room spell. only yeah
2: but um, it's, but yeah so it's one of those things where it's just like i i feel like they'll do the same thing when it comes to the mm-hmm. g1 so they may not be able to have two wrestlers like from aw they may, may may want not need to may want to give a birth to someone from impact like they did with ace austin um personally i want just about half of new japan strong to all be in the g1 yeah <laughs> because again n- no disrespect to aw impact ring of honor whatever New Japan strong was built for the purpose of establishing a brand here in the United States. You come on, Tom Lawler, Fred Rosser, uh, Brody King. Are you kidding me? Let's keep going. Uh, Carl Fredericks, Alex Coughlin.
1: Oh, Coghlan is the man.
2: Ren Narita can finally finish, finally graduate and go back. I mean, he's already been in the Tokyo Dome with Shibata. I don't know what much is left for Ren to do other than become the strong champion.
1: Well, that's well. Wouldn't be uh, mad
2: at it, but it's
1: just. I still have yet to see that title, uh, the Tom Lawler Fred Rosser match, because that's a feud I've been absolutely loving over the last while. And it's good. I every Tom Lawler match on there is always really, really good. He's someone who we don't often see him in the UK, but he feels it, it, it. There's the idea he has the character down, but he also has that kind of MMA skills and credibility, which I think would completely serve him right i mean how they feel about jorts in in japan i don't know if there's any strong opinions on that
2: uh i think, the I fans appre- I think they funny. appreciate the jort just because of the way that shibata and tanahashi have put over the jorts okay. like the first time that he you know took off his jean shorts to reveal his late his lycra printed <laughs> jean shorts yeah. and then it, it to the point where it, it's become a joke where at um strong style evolved earlier this year Clark Connors had his new Japan strong open weight match against Lawler came out in pink denim shorts and took them off to reveal even shorter white denim shorts underneath (laughs) the pink denim shorts to then reveal his wild rhino shorts. And meanwhile, Tom Lawler was like, it's denim on denim and denim. Like, and for me, I have a soft spot for Lawler just because he loves stardom. And whenever he's on observer radio or whatever, he's always putting over stardom. So I'm just like, I just wanted to like sit down and talk stardom with the man and new Japan strong.
1: <laughs> met, met him once. He was over here in Blackpool. Um, we managed to recommend a place for him to go and eat while he was there. And was he just the loveliest guy like and he was in he was wanting to come to europe anyway because his wife's family are in europe as well nice um so he was he got to do that but he's someone as well we were saying for a long time like rev pro get him in he completely get over he has that hardcore fan base but he knows how to get over with There. i mean
2: he's so charismatic
1: but before we go into some of the new japan strong stuff just a sort of in terms of the best of the super juniors um like you mentioned from today is it i imagine it's that main event i'm looking at some of the ratings for it and it's up around sort of like four and a half stars 4.25 like people are are Des- very excited El about Descarado that had, had, had
2: pointed out El lindemann as someone he wanted to fight back yeah. when he was champion around the tokyo dome that is a match you you would definitely enjoy uh, I personally enjoyed watching Doki versus ELP for two reasons. One ELP loses and two Doki has brought back the stage <laughs> dives to Kauraku and Hall. He dives over Kevin Kelly's head. Like Kevin is like huddle- huddling over because when Kevin sits up, his head's like maybe like three inches of it is just like against the back of the stage. So he didn't <laughs> want to get clipped in the back of the head. So the plancha is amazing. Um, Hiromu versus Kanemaro, Another match could possibly be one of the critical matches that will affect the entire outcome of the tournament.
1: Where do you see the tournament going? I mean, like in terms of you, if you have a prediction for the winner, where do you, what would you see the final being?
2: All right. So I know they keep talking about Hiromu getting his fourth super junior third in a row. Hiromu doesn't need it. Yeah. He hasn't needed it the third one he hasn't he doesn't need the junior heavyweight championship again I love Hiromu don't get me wrong but Hiromu needs to be one of those guys like Desperado who starts elevating the other talent in the division because that's one of the consistent problems with the junior division I love the juniors don't get me wrong but New Japan has this terrible terrible habit of one always relegating them to the ones who eat the pins and matches uh putting their their matches very low on the card even when it's a title match um, mm. and they don't build up enough competitors to be credible threats. So literally a lot of people, when they think of the junior division, it's either Hiromu or Desperado full stop. Yeah. Maybe Robbie Eagles at a time to time. Maybe machine when he was there Osprey when he was there, but it's like people who've been there a long time. Nobody's talking about yo anymore. Everyone's talking about shows, Joker phase. I love it personally, but that's just personal preference. Um,
1: Master Wattos. I have House of Torture issues, but I won't do They'd be the usual predictable things.
2: Oh, you know. Uh, Ishimori, uh, another one. I love Ishimori, but he's been a multiple-time champion yes. with both titles. He He's another one. He's 39? I I
1: was going to say
2: he's closing in on 40, but he's Mm. been in the industry for 20 years. He's another one that, yeah, you can put him. I mean, it's very hard to have a bad match for him, but he's another one that like when he's a champion, I'm like, I'm like, well, who who, part of my language, who the fuck's going to beat him? Yeah. Desperado again, Hiromu again, like you're not going to have show beat him clean. I love yo. He got to the finals last year, but I don't see them letting him go to the finals again this year. As much as I want to see it happen, it it just doesn't feel like I, I'm resigned to neither him nor show ever getting to the finals again. Mm. Master Wato, he's he's doing great as junior tag champion, but he still needs more time. This could be Doki's year. I mean, <laughs> Doki versus Desperado for the for, could be a, a great final, but it's like tjp he's already you know pinned wato so he and akira could easily do the tag thing yeah and that would be good because it would give Takuchi and wato a fresh pairing bushi i mean he's been around forever does he need to win the super junior not really he's been junior champion before he doesn't really need it like i always feel like a tournament like this is for somebody it's a prime opportunity to mint a new star. And that with the junior division, that is the one thing they are so bad about doing. Yeah. They could have pulled the trigger on show two years ago while yo was out and they didn't. And here we are. They could have pulled the trigger on yo last year in December, but they didn't. And here we are. Like, I just feel like some of the wrestlers I love in the junior division aren't they're never, they're never going to get their flowers. And that, that makes it, in itself frustrating to watch like don't get me wrong i love you know alex zane coming over and you no know, wheeler Utah. i'm so glad wheeler Utah's in super juniors just for the record um had a crack Aust- match
1: with desperado oh well, like so that.
2: good um and you know ace austin but then you you fall into that same trap where now all of a sudden everyone's like yeah we're excited you know travels open and the juniors are. you know it feels fresh and there's new matchups but then you're doing the same thing where you're taking all yeah. of this in- new talent and then pushing down the guys that have been there for the last two years trying to keep the division alive. Mm. Where it's like, you know, it kind of smothers them. And it's it's not not saying that it's not fair because they you know, they're getting their paycheck. They're, you know, they don't have control of the booking, whatever, but it's just I want to see more balance in the division where there are more people that I could believe could be champion, and that's what they're not doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that they're setting up matches for titles, you know. But again, Wheeler Utah. He's he could very easily be someone protected because he's an AEW ROH guy. Ace Austin, he's a champion, easily protected. Hmm. I was surprised that they had uh L Lindemann lose out the gate to Doki as the G Rex champion. Yeah. I mean, the devil works hard, but Shima's working harder. I don't know how he's how he's managing all this. But if it leads to T-Hawk being in the G1, I'm not going to be mad at it. Um,
1: <laughs> Wouldn't be that surprised. You mentioned people from other different companies, and that's a, a direction. I was half expecting Shima, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, Shima can we season. talk
2: about Shima? Shima's New Japan Cup run?
1: That was a great run.
2: Exactly. Like, he got far. <laughs> Very far.
1: It reminded me of, this is a weird analogy, when Mr. Perfect came back into WWE um, after like it was like, What's he doing? And he got through to the final four of the Royal Rumble, and yeah. it was like, I'm not being funny. We're not going to talk about Kurt Hennig stood in the corner of the ring here with a it- with a fighting chance of winning this. It felt wild, <laughs> yeah. and with Shima being there, it just sort of like it was. I think at a time in like a kind of in like a barren desert of choice and options, yeah. it was something new, something yeah. different. Having him there, even though it's, it's Shima and he's he's in his early forties and the rest, and
2: he can still you know, go though.
1: Yeah, he, he can, and I think the tie-in with with Gleet and other things like that is a, it's worked out well. I mean, I don't know what the financials are with Gleet, because it seems like they, you know, they, they've got like a very good roster. I know the Hiroki Goto match I think on that show the other day, people were absolutely going crazy about. Yeah, and...
2: I actually haven't seen that match yet or that show yet because I also know that what was it Shima tagged with Ch- Takagi Shingo and that was a really big deal. Mm. I don't know the history behind it, but. It kind
1: of feels like 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 there's a
2: a mended fence there, which I'm all about the mending of the fences. Um, You know, good fences make good neighbors, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, when show was on the inaugural Gleet show two years ago, Mm -hmm. I half expected that to be more common before now, like before, you know, Shima and all of strong hearts showed up earlier this year. I was hoping that it would have started sooner so I actually like that that's the direction that they have decided to go in. But again, Super Junior, it's like, there are so many people now. And, that, and there are a lot of people that I'm not familiar with their careers. Like, I mean, I casually watch Impact. Am I glued to my TV every now and then? Or every Thursday night? No. Do I want to see Ishimori fight Ace Austin for the Impact Championship? Absolutely. But apparently Hiromu might be having that match first.
1: It feels way. I mean, I, I thought that that was a good match. I mean, it was a slight styles clash with Hiromu and, and Ace Austin. I, I mean, Ace Austin is someone who, there is something there. There's definitely yeah. something there. It's it's not there. Now. I mean, he won't go on to win this, but in terms of his profile being raised and looking like someone who doesn't look out of place, which I think has been, like, if you're thinking of it, there's not been anyone who they've brought in who hasn't really looked out of, of place. No. but One of the strengths of, of of the imports that they that they've got in
2: the interesting thing that I've noticed with who they selected is that they've picked people that either have experience in other Japanese promotions because even Wheeler Yuto I believe he was in all Japan like he did a brief that excursion that with one Japanese company because if I'm not mistaken I think he's half Japanese um
1: I think so I think, Japanese um, American yes
2: um. But so with him and Akira, Francesco, having those experiences prior, you know, Titan's been here multiple times with CMLL. And then Alex Zane is familiar with the New Japan style because of working New Japan strong. Same thing with Wheeler Yuta. He's also worked New Japan strong. He's familiar with the style. So it's I feel like the field that they selected is probably the most complementary field overall that fits the style of the new Japan super juniors. Cause I know people were like, why isn't, you know, Trey Miguel and why isn't Chris Bay? And like, they have, it's not that they don't have the talent, they have the talent, but I don't think their styles necessarily match just yet. Kind of yeah. sad, kind of sad. Chris Saban didn't come back or Alex Shelley. Cause they're right there in impact, but I digress. Maybe maybe when Super Junior Tag League comes around, they'll, they'll bring them over. But
1: we got some fascinating ones for that. I mean, I, I, Chris Bay, I was genuinely shocked by because it, yeah. it felt like he, he would have been... I just thought he'd be a dead cert. Just assume that that would be the case and he'd be in there. I,
2: I think with Show Ishimori and ELP all representing Bullet Club, they didn't want to have what they had in New Japan Cup where it was like seven people from Bullet Club. Yeah. So like, think... it was more of the balance. They wanted a more balanced
1: dynamic i think so uh, i think in terms of the best of the super juniors just to, to sort, of, sort of bring it around we're, 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 I, I, I thought the final was going to be desperado versus I honestly oh, god i hope it's doing not like, that. like
2: I, I mean that in the best Old possible Staten. way
1: isn't it? It's... Yeah,
2: but, that, that, but that's like putting Okada, in, you know, when Okada yeah. was going to wrestle, uh, being the main event of, of Wrestle Kingdom. I'm like, well, Okada's old faithful. Like, you keep going back to your ex, you're not going to meet anybody new. And I think we need to meet somebody new. Yeah. Whether it's Desperado in the final, putting somebody else. Hiromu had his final last year. He does not need to be in the final this yeah. year. Desperado could be one that could be in the final. Ishimori is one that could be in the final, but not the winner. Yay. I need I need someone that's not those 3 to win. Kanemaru has never been IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion on singles champion. He's never won a super junior, but he was one of the most highly decorated juniors in mm. Noah. Give him yep. a shot. Doki, you're they're pushing Doki to the moon. Let Doki have a shot. Like make it make, make me care. <laughs> Please.
1: On a personal, I mean, for me, there'd be just a couple of the other names of of people they've got. I mean, they're not doing it, obviously, this year with them. But a Robbie Eagles or a a Clark Connors, for me. Just as a a Clark Connors is someone I want to see in that New Japan Junior division in Japan all of the time. He needs to be a fixture of it. He would be perfect for it as well.
2: I I think Clark is getting to that stage where I think this tournament will be good for him. Mm. I think him winning it would be probably better next year because he's been away for so long um because uh, but again he's someone who can easily fight open weight he's built like a tank
1: oh he's with the what a fine head of hair as well as we, oh, we said oh i one. i
2: am exceptionally jealous of the color and the volume of that man's hair
1: i mean i found it's... it when he was doing his promo on a when they were doing the promos on eight on dark elevation i was just looking i was like i'm just transfixed by your hair like this is just just wild stuff I mean it's it, it,
2: it's great here
1: it leads very nicely into you mentioned it earlier on you were at Windy City Riot we I was at you. Windy City Riot we, we could see you there on um uh, stood, stood beside the entrance way. I mean you were saying you know um it was a raucous crowd yes um for it as well like the polar opposite I'm thinking of your postmarks uh, interview you were mentioning about that horrible annoying fan who kept on ruining shows in japan and about the way you know the the different reactions they wanted a raucous crowd for it and i think they 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 got it i mean i of the two recent big shows would you be in agreement with the windy city riot i mean obviously there's going to be a live bias as well but it was slightly like the better show it felt like a slightly bigger show
2: my my only frustration with windy city riot was the hardcore match the TMDK versus the good guys match. Oh uh, yeah. Juice and Finley. It went a little too long. And Mm. a lot of it was because there were so many people, it was all over the arena and there was no cameras record, like putting anything on the one. There's only one screen in the venue as well. The entrance screen. Mm. So you couldn't really see what was going on. So for me, I was like, Oh, I'll just watch it on VOD when I get home. And everyone's like, yeah, no, we didn't see what was going on either. And I'm like, well, that's probably unfortunate. Um,
1: an like, issue that has plagued New Japan when they've done these international shows.
2: I I I, I did get caught in, uh, in in 4K, as the kids say, fangirling over Yuji Nagata to the point where Japanese commentator Haro Murata tweeted at me in English saying that he saw me on camera having the time of my life and it made him happy to see it as he was calling the match. And I was like, oh no, that That's
1: is very that... You were enjoying it though I could see oh i was i was loved. i was
2: living i i've I missed it was it was the first show that i had been at where we were i took my mask off yeah um other than to just drink and eat because they had lifted the mask mandate in chicago so it was it was weird it was i mean it felt good but at the same time it was like every now and then i felt myself reaching for my mask and kind of like slipping it on here and there just because it was one of those things like I, I remember when people would go to the Royal Rumble and get the Rumble flu or go to Mania and get like the Mania crud. I didn't want to bring that back, especially because I was, you know, I still work full time in a college of medicine. The last thing I want to do is come back home with COVID from a wrestling show. Yeah. Even if I'm triple vax, you know, I don't I didn't want to take any risks, but it was it was great. I had a great time. Um but yeah, if, if you're if you're a tall, tall fan and you're sitting in the first two rows, there's no need for you to stand the entire time. Uh, there's no reason for you to make the match about you. I did not pay money to see you or your commentary. Don't bring a sign when it says no signs. That, that But also Ooh. venue staff, if you see a sign and there's no sign, a, a rule that says no signs, take the damn sign.
1: Uh, do you know what? I, <sighs> well, I could see that on screen. I could yeah. see there was points. Maybe I've got this wrong, and i and I'm, but there was points where you were kind of leaning around. It was easier for you to I see could, the ring I could, by I leaning could. around. I, yeah, on, which is how I ended up spotting you because I was like, oh, there's Karen. Yeah, yeah. she's there. I, like I, I, I couldn't
2: see, I couldn't see.
1: I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, I'm a sh- you you loved the Windy City Riot show. I mean, I, I had a great time. It was like a like a really fun experience. You got to yeah. meet up with friends who, who you you know wouldn't, wouldn't have seen. For a I, while I caught well. up with
2: my friend Karen, who we went to the Resurgent Show in LA together. She lives up in uh, the tri-state area, which is like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. She lives over in that part of the country. So mm-hmm. with me down in Florida, we don't travel to shows that often. So we made it a girls weekend and we got to hang out. And oh, it was cool. a good time. It was a good time. We, we, we went to the museum, the the Chicago, University of Chicago Museum of Art. Saw a lot of really famous paintings that I didn't know were in Chicago. I was like, oh, wow, this painting's here too? This painting's oh, wow. Got We got some culture. We, oh, we had... oh the food oh my gosh the food so i'm a big foodie but i'm also yeah i like to eat my i i like to my, my running joke is that like i can't go on a diet because bodies buy dessert so i I, <laughs> I i can't go to a city and just like eat bad food so we had like deep dish pizza we went to uh, a souffle pancake shop and we did like an hour and a half for food oh Oof. oh so good but, well, yeah, that's what we- you
1: should have been doing. If you haven't had a chance of traveling, you're meeting up with friends. You know, make just, make make a weekend of it, isn't it? Do it properly.
2: Just saying, if I ever go to go to England for a wrestling show, somebody better take me to a chippy. I oh want, yeah. I, I need to I need my fix I needed need some proper chips. I need, I need <laughs> I need a pint like the size of my face. I want to go to Weatherspoons. Yeah. The fa- concept of Weatherspoons fascinates me just because I want to experience it once. Hopefully, not get food poisoning. Wow. But like morbid curiosity i always it's hear about so much it
1: cheaper it's a it's a strange strange world like it's a <laughs> it's a it's quite a i didn't think i'd describe a pub as being slightly radicalized politically but it is it's a very really? it's i just
2: a, i like the, guy over, who like, runs the idea of the very like
1: very big brexit support
2: oh no sorry my apologies i didn't know i'd like the idea of like being like here's my table number send me a drink and see what happens that was that's what i was fascinated about but yeah no no. But
1: but we still end up. I mean, it still serves a purpose in that kind of like my dad was alive. It would have been a place he would have gone to with his friends because it yeah. was cheaper. It was so much cheaper, and they're not bothered about having them having to pay for like live sports on the TV. They couldn't care. They'd have a news channel on yeah. the background, so it'd be so. It serves that purpose where yeah. if I was going to buy a pint of Guinness, you could get one, which sounds like you know for under like probably about four dollars. Let's just say put it into that. Whereas. In, if you're going anywhere else, say even in like in London, you're probably talking sort of 12, $6, $6 12, yeah. $7. Like it, it gets, it, it's, you know, the price of a pint has gone up, has gone up dramatically. Um,
2: uh, well, with, next time I'm there, I'm going to have to ask some of the locals to take me. Like I love going oh, to, yeah. like, lo- I like going to local spots, but I'm also very yeah. picky when it comes to food. So it's like, I want to rely on the advice of people's opinions, whom I trust.
1: Yep. I would in Liverpool, they have a very weird thing, and this is a whole conversation we've we, we <laughs> had on a couple of shows where Chinese food and chip shops are basically one and the same thing. So you go to a chip shop, but you'll order Chinese, but you'll also order chips. Now, that's alien to me as a Londoner. I'm just like, for chips, weirdly, in London, is kind of synonymous with like kebabs. Yeah. Like it, it becomes part of the thing, partly because it's, you know, it, it tends to be, you know, turkish or, or greek greek cypriot like, yeah, yeah yeah in, in terms of Get the some shawarma. but it's a it's very odd it's just like it's it becomes like a which when wh was talking about this um and it would like with benno and it's like i don't like what what is going on it's just like it's a thing it's like it's a large chinese community and it's and it's just like a kind of um
2: My my curiosity would get the better of me. I'm like, somebody take me to Liverpool and explain this to me. Make it make sense.
1: (laughs) There is there is some strange stuff there, but just to just go back on sort of New Japan strong. I mean, how did you find it as a like I suppose as a product in terms of the wrestlers? Was there people there you just thought we need to get we need to see them in sort of New Japan proper, if you want to think of it like that? What did you make of Aussie Open line?
2: I I do love me some Aussie Open. And my my soft spot from Aussie Open comes from Mania Week 2019 Mm. at the New York City Ballroom, where the main event of the Rev Pro Show wound up being Aussie Open versus Rapongi 3K. Yeah. Because Tanahashi had been double booked, so they had to flip the entire card around, so he left before the intermission.
1: (laughs) That's right. Was he in a... I want to say, he wasn't again Osprey, was he? He um...
2: He was tagging with Osprey. That's it. Yeah. against Zack Sabre Jr.
1: What, what a and
2: Suzuki. Because it was right before his okay. match at Madison Square Garden against Zack. That yeah. fucked up his elbow. Um, So I think it was that. And then after Ozzy Open beat Roppongi 3K, Zack and Suzuki came back down to the ring because I guess they were the tag champions mm. at the time. So Ozzy Open was going to get that tag match. But yeah, I have a soft spot for Ozzy Open. I am glad to see them in New Japan. I can't wait for them to be in World Tag League. Um, Not that I don't love Okan and Jeff Cobb, but I want to see O'Conn and Jeff Cobb get their singles runs because they deserve it. Jeff Cobb. I'm going to put this down now because it should have happened last year. Jeff Cobb should have won the G1 or at least gotten to the finals. Mm -hmm. Zach Sabre Jr. should have either won the G1 or gone to the finals. Yeah. That's it. And stop. Full stop.
1: (laughs) And last year was the year you could do that with Jeff Cobb you could get away with it with the restrictions on crowd attendance. He still would have got a decent crowd. So it wouldn't have made as much of a difference. And with
2: this year with Osprey and probably Jay White coming back, that ship has sailed, I think. And that makes me sad because Jeff Cobb, not that he listens to this podcast, but if he does, he deserves the world. And he needs to know that
1: he is like, honestly, he's been one of the most like as finding someone who's found themselves and who they are really as a kind of a character. And like I've seen, we're lucky enough in the UK to have seen Jeff Cobb over here quite a bit doing, um, touring. in fact, he was up against Tom Lawler in one of the matches, which was just like in front of like a hundred people. And I'm like, Jeff Cobb versus Tom Lawler. here. That's, a, means- that's
2: a new Japan strong main event, strong openweight championship match.
1: Tom Lawler was MLW champion at the time. Oh, and I think okay. Jeff Cobb was ring of honor TV champion.
2: Oh, wow. Yet yeah,
1: neither belt was there and there was no politics. And I'm just like, I seem to have, Ended up in the kind of some sort of weird nether world here where anything kind of goes and you can get away with that stuff. Got a little
2: little timeline pocket.
1: Yeah. It was odd. I was hung over to high hell that second day for that. How was the match though? Match was really fun, but it was like on a family type of show. So there was a lot of like kind of what I think of as overt sort of family wrestling. So it was never going to be like bonkers high-flying stuff and neither should it have been as well for it but but yeah I was just like what do you think of that um, New Japan strong product Uh, itself?
2: I I love it I think think that it served a purpose as soon as the pandemic started Mm. to give the wrestlers that were stranded abroad something to do but it also helped a lot of wrestlers who were put out of work Mm. due to whether they were freelancing to begin with before the pandemic or they were working for WWE and as somebody who grew or grew to be a wrestling fan again here in Orlando, going to NXT and seeing a lot of my favorites get signed and then released. And then, like, I was there for Alex Zane's first match or his last match in New Japan Strong against Jeff Cobb in Tampa. And then I was there at his first NXT match and I was there at his last NXT match. And then he got released the next day. Um, yeah. He's getting
1: over in Japan as well. Oh, right? he
2: so, yeah. he and Alex... Or, sorry, he and... Um, ace austin are doing the smart thing yeah they're they're trying everything in japan they're yeah. not making fun of anything they're attempting japanese even if it's just machine translation or asking some of the talent to help translate it they're trying to engage you know i see i see them trying to talk to el desperado and desperado is like speaking in very simple japanese for them or like just speaking in english to them which i love when desperado switches to english mode i'm just like oh son thank you Thank you for proving that you are. You two are a bilingual king, even though you hide it very well. Um,
1: I don't think Ace Austin and Alex I know a little bit of Spanish as well. In a kind yeah. of like crossover world, they could they they could meet that way.
2: Yeah, it's bilingual. It's, it's one of those things where they're they're over there. They're mm. working hard. They're honoring the culture, from what I can tell. And if they're doing anything stupid, they're not stupid enough to videotape it and put it on social media. Yeah. And because that's always been a problem with, you know, you know, I, I did my fair share of partying in Japan and I drank my fair share of strong zeros and dancing mm. karaoke bars, but that was thankfully right before video phones were a thing. Um-
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful growing up that when you went out, there might be a photo at the start of the night. There was none others after.
2: I'm, I'm glad through. that I didn't have to deal with social media when I was in high school oh. or especially in uni. I've got film camera and I can burn all the evidence. I have those pictures sitting in my room. I can just take them just straight to the shredder, put them in a bonfire. I don't care. Um, So I think that from what I'm, what I can gather, at least they're taking a very responsible approach to their first time. From what I can tell their first times in Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it helps that they have other more, more, seasoned veterans alongside them because i've seen them like some pictures with like chris brooks and robbie eagles Mm
0: -hmm.
2: elp even though he's supposed to be a heel and hanging out with them um i saw a clark connors who has experience going over there um so i think that you know i mean i'm pretty sure you know francesco akira and wheeler used it from their times in japan they have their own you know they're doing their own thing but it seems like everyone that's come over for this super junior in particular are going about it the right way like this is me getting on my little my little soapbox. One of the biggest pet peeves I had was I don't remember who I think it was right when Robbie Eagles came over and it wasn't Robbie but it was Osprey, and they were getting fr- like he was sorry they meaning Osprey. There was a video of him at a Mister Donut where the you know the, the server is trying to serve the donut and he just grabs it off the tray while he's paying for it and starts eating it in line and that's something you just don't do. And stuff like that, that was always like, that's always my, my, my pet peeve is that if you're going to Japan or any country, you have to pay a little more attention to the world around you Mm. and realize that while this is your, you know, this this is your hero story and you're the center of the story, you're still in somebody else's world. And it it does it. You can only get by on your I didn't know, you know, what, 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 you know, you'll hear people call it a gaijin card, which is basically like because you're a foreigner, you can play dumb, like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. But when you've been going to Japan for the last five years, you don't like really... you not
1: paying your TV bill. On, like, papers, really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. You did
2: listen to Postmarks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I did play that card, especially when. It was weird because they would just send these very demanding people to my house. And I'm like, I don't know who you are and where you're from. Um, I don't know why you're demanding money out of me. Thanks. Don't shake me down like I owe you milk money. Thanks. Bye. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's. Especially with as. Um, persistent as some fans are that, you know, some, you know, my personal preference is that if I see a wrestler outside of their working hours. Like, if I run into them at the supermarket, which happens in Orlando all the time because of NXT, mm. I, I might, like, if I, with my luck, I'm always wearing a wrestling shirt, so I feel like a complete asshole. Uh, I'll, like, nod or I'll wave and I'll just, like, w- walk by. If they pass me in the aisle, but, like, I love what you do, and then I leave them alone. But, you know, there are some fans that will approach them and engage them in a conversation and, you know, try to take a picture with them when they're, you know, it's just, like, they're it's their off time. Mm. Leave them alone. Yeah. And I think that... um that's the hard thing, especially when you're out in Japan, because you know they have the concept of nomihodai, which is all you can drink, and it's really cheap. Most pla- most bars that allow nomihodai, and it's not just like cheap house wine, cheap house beer. The nomihodai menu is quite expense extensive, and includes a lot of shit, and a lot of stuff that like the the, the famed strong zeros, also yeah. known as the gaijin killers, because they're nine percent alcohol. Jeez um, Christ. yeah. If you ever go to Japan and have a strong zero, have one and three glasses of water. Don't try to have more than two, especially. That's
1: proper if, rocket fuel. That that's.
2: It's yeah, but people will, like slam them and slam them and slam them, and then they're like, yeah. And then I blocked out. I'm like, yeah, because you're not supposed to have that many of them. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just like the the concept of you know all you can eat, all you can drink. It's really cheap over there. And you know it's a it's a great way to go out, but it's also a very great way to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. So you know you know act responsibly, drink responsibly, have fun, but hydrate. Remember that you're you know not at your grandma's house.
1: Nine percent—that's the clue. It's just yeah. like yeah, slow down on them.
2: Yeah, you that. pick them up and you're like, mm, maybe this sounds like a bad idea. If you <laughs> if you if you have that moment of hesitation, where you can look at it, the, the percentage of alcohol, and you say, ooh just stick with one <laughs>
1: yeah just just needs to be one just, just needs one. to be any, any more
2: than you that. get a nice buzz you loosen up you have a good time but you also remember everything you say and do and don't have to do any apologizing the next day
1: yeah that's always it's that fear you have that that hangover yeah. fear of what especially
2: what you're worrying about somebody catching you on social media
1: oh god yeah uh- before we before we finish up, there's a couple of, of other little topics we wanted to get into. Just a couple Let's of go. more little predictions as much as anything else. A little lightning round? Well, I was going to say, one thing we're not really going to go into is the Kota booty situation. Yeah, which, well. Do you know what? It feels, and we were talking about this off it just feels like, A, it's constantly in a state of movement. So it's very difficult to know where this story is you were explaining to me like the kind of the intricacies of like translation differences as well. And a lot of stuff possibly getting missed and you know, the nature of some of the kind of allegate it's, it's very odd and very murky. and yeah. There's no like kind of definitive place to kind of see what this, where this story is other than they're both massively on the outs with each other. And it's hard to see there being any working relationship. I think that much we can gather
2: the difficult thing about and this is what i'm gonna say from a translation perspective and i hope people will just take a minute and don't think i'm siding with the company over ibushi because i'm sure Mm -hmm. his feelings in the situation are very valid the problem with the way he tweets is that he's very intentionally vague his japanese is complicated but it's also very for lack of a better term it kind of comes off as a subtweet in certain aspects that you don't know exactly other than naming people by name, which he's done for two people and two people mm. alone, but not all of those tweets have named those specific people constantly. Mm. One more over than the other. But the problem with it uh, sorry, tra- translating, sorry, translation, translating Japanese or any language, it's an art, it's not a science. Yeah. And the hardest part. With as a bilingual fan and having to cope with the situation as a whole is that I personally chose not to engage in the discourse. I personally asked people not to ask me to translate things because it made me uncomfortable. And that's what people need to understand. Yes, we want to know. Do we deserve to know? That's where entitlement kind of falls into play. Mm. Especially when some of the language and the for lack of a better term and i I don't like using this term in japan you don't casually throw around the word yakuza you don't Mm -hmm. you don't mention crime syndicate relations as a joke you don't mention it in passing basically that level and for me, that's why I tweeted in particular about a particular situation that happened a few years ago with one of the largest entertainment and comedy companies in Japan mm-hmm. called Yoshimoto Ko-Gyo. Um Even a, a inf- inferring that there are crime syndicate ties to any reputable company is can be career suicide. It can cause a company to be closed, shut down, sponsorships can get pulled, and Lives can get destroyed. And it's not just the people in the epicenter of that situation. Mm. What has been said, whether there is merit to it or not, because it's been put out there, is a very is, is pretty much enough for an investigation to be opened. Mm. And it's it's hard to reconcile that as a fan. When we don't have all the facts, mm. because right now we have one very detailed side of a very big, big story that is not neither black nor white. I am sure there are many layers and it mm. is very gray and it it is not something that can be easily remedied. When it came to, um, even before the Yoshimoto scandal a few years ago, there was, uh, back in the late aughts, there was a very famous Japanese, also Japanese comedian who had transitioned from comedy into uh, television hosting, had a wide variety of uh, variety TV shows. And when it came to light like, that there was actual ties, he retired But it was more he was retired in the sense that every company that he had a TV show for, every endorsement deal he had, they pulled everything. They literally pulled the rug out from under him and said, we wash our hands of you. So the fact that this is happening in a very public forum is very difficult. And yes, there have been some people who have took it upon themselves, and that is their choice to translate it from Japanese into English and i don't know if while their intentions are good if that's necessarily helped the situation because again when it comes to translation there's nuance
0: mm-hmm.
2: and nuance granted it's better than the google translate machine translation that you hit on on twitter but this is this is like handling a live bomb and i wish more people would understand how delicate this situation is. Because this... Should there be some merit to it? Or if, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. If there's something actually linking the company, whether it's directly or indirectly, it could, in theory, and I say this not as a legal expert, but based on what I know of the history that I've experienced as a longtime resident and fan and worked in both the public and private sectors in Japan, this could, in theory... Destroy the company and every single person associated with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And should it come to the point where Ibushi is released, based on how this situation has come to light and knowing how Japanese business ethics and practices are, I genuinely feel in my heart of hearts that it would, there is not a reputable company that will touch him after this. Mm-hmm. And if there is a company abroad that wants to work with New Japan, they need to think very carefully should he become a free agent if he, if they are willing to take that risk to work with him and possibly yeah. tank their relationship with New Japan. And that's all I'm going to say about it in a very indirect way is that, one, please consider that there is more to the story that we know We're only seeing a part of a multifaceted story. Two, if a translator or bilingual person elects not to participate in it, don't shame them for it. Because if they get, if they mistranslate something, it can be seen as libel or slander. They could, with the Japanese uh, laws are different than they are abroad. Just because you live abroad doesn't mean that they could come and get you. You could get summoned. Or if you try to enter the country, they could ring up your passport and be like, haha, guess what? You're not entering the country. They'll either send you home or you might, you know, get served while you're staying at immigration. These are things that people need to consider. Mm. And while we do have, you know, we have our the the Ki- kiwami video game series that was on the PlayStation 4. Tra- the international title is Yakuza. We all know it is. Yeah. But you don't in Japanese society you don't casually throw that term around and you sure as hell don't say it it's one of those things like we all know it's there we all know it's part of the the historical and cultural fabric of the society but you don't it's like you don't talk about it and yeah. it's it's just I want people to understand that by choosing not to engage in the conversation it's it's one of those things like not that I'm like I care about my reputation, but if there's legal recourse and I get summoned, none of the people that retweeted my tweet are gonna, you know, send me several thousand co-funded. dollars. Yeah, yeah, are gonna send me seven thousand dollars to you know pay for legal fees to cover my my hand, whether it's direct or indirect, in the misinformation that's spread. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that might sound selfish of me but at the same time no. it, it, it's the reality that we're dealing with so it's one of those things where i want people to be more understanding and i hate to use the word but patient i don't want to be like hey let's let it play out but it's one of those things where as fans right now and as you know journalists and content creators we need to be more under like don't do it for the clicks. I'm sorry. Like, like I don't I don't want to be like, hey, don't be a fucking clout chaser. But right now, a lot of the people that are having the conversation, having this conversation about the situation, I don't think understand where it could be leading. Because mm-hmm. it could lead to a full full scale investigation it could re- result in re- arrests it could in- result in a the whole entire industry getting gutted yes. companies closed people put out on the street it's far bigger than what we experience on our timeline mm. and i really didn't mean to talk about it this much but i it's, no, no. I, I i think i've been holding it back since it, it first started is that the, there's this is a no win situation the, if- it feels like it, it this whole thing could have been avoided for different reasons but it all should have happened in person in the office with multiple people with a facilitator not in a what we're accustomed to which is more of a social media whistleblowing
1: yeah a public sp- and and that kind of real public spat side <laughs> of that as well it's it's a process where really if we if we were talking about doing if we were doing it in our our day jobs you'd have a mediator in there wouldn't you yeah there'd be a very strict sort of series of things there'd be you know things that you would and wouldn't be able to say in the kind of like the level of accusations as 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 well for that
2: it's just i've seen what it's done to the japanese entertainment industry before and there are there is a historical precedence of it happening to japanese wrestling promotions and mma promotions it's even if there are not saying that they're that he's lying but if should this be an unfounded accusation if the the company's credibility regardless is damaged the faith of the fans in the product and how they treat their talent is now damaged and i don't know if there's anything that could be said or done to fix it
1: and it could end up going on to the wider wider scene Within wrestling, within Japan, where people make you, you end up tarring with the same brush, even yeah. if you know companies aren't related. But
2: related. It, it's like, do you, well, oh, god, what is it? You cut off your nose to spite your face. face like face, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just. I've I, I don't know if I've just like been like because I've I've been on several podcasts since this has started and like more I find myself talking about it more and more. But it just, I just want people to pump the brakes a little bit and i i know i know it's hard when you have those rose-colored glasses on especially if the person who's in pain and is suffering right now is someone who is your favorite yeah because it's hard to watch especially you know so so shortly removed from the losses of people that we've lost what like hanakamura or for i believe ryan smile was around the same time and it's you don't want to see it get to that point yeah. but there's also ways to go about handling the situation that could avoid it getting to that point point. and i don't know if this is necessarily the right way about going to it
1: yeah i think very well said <laughs> much more eloquent than i ever could have, <laughs> have been with that um just to, just to finish off, we've got a couple of, I suppose, got a couple of big shows coming up. I was up. like,
2: There's, I got some happy news. I need, something. I need, I need a palate cleanser.
1: Well, the first thing I was going to ask you about was, uh, still on the New Japan front, any predictions for any matches of Forbidden Door?
2: Again, if we've learned anything from the Noah crossover show and mm-hmm. the All Japan 50th Anniversary co Hall go in with tempered expectations. Be uh, There might be one... Maybe two singles matches, but get ready for a lot of tag matches because for a show that big, they're gonna want to shove as many people on the card mm. as possible. Um, for what they're charging for that show, they had better. Yeah. Um, the resale numbers and the platinum pricing on Ticketmaster upsell fees for those seats are stupid. I will be paying my fifty dollars on Bleacher Report or whatever, and I will be watching it from home. Unless you know you not tempted
1: w- to go, it wasn't something you thought. I'm even going to bother with the queues or. Free.
2: I, the problem is I live in Orlando, and June oh. is the height of the summer, and we've got Disney World, so flights in and out of Orlando are oh. stupidly expensive.
1: God, yeah, of course, yeah.
2: Because everyone's on. Because starting at the end of May, everyone's on summer vacation until mid-August. So, yeah. I, I also realized that when I saw the ticket prices, that what I could pay for a even an, a lower level. was like $500. And that yeah. was like with a, a somewhat partial view. And I'm like, no. I'm like, for $50, I've got a 55-inch widescreen 4K TV. I will, yeah. I, will, I will make a charcuterie plate. I will put on my pajamas. I will take off my bra. I will drink a beer. And I will enjoy myself at home.
1: Christ, you could go on holiday to the Caribbean.
2: That's what I'm, I could not, have I could have, have bought a, I could buy a flight to the UK and go to a Red yeah. Pro show just for the cost of admission. And that's not including hotel, parking my car at the airport, renting a car when I get there because Ubers are stupid and really expensive. Um it just it didn't make sense. Now, if somebody in New Japan is listening to this podcast and would love to fund me, provide me a round trip ticket, hotel, airfare, and I will be one, here. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've asked for plus one. Um, I would not say no. I would not wave my finger at it. But it's one of those things, like, for me, it was a financial decision purely because I also want to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping by December that the well, that travel will be open. Um, ideally, if it's open by summer, I do want to go for my 43rd birthday in September. But I don't know. That may be pushing it. Two trips to Japan in the course of six months. Might make things a little tight for me. Um But predictions, I, I know that like when they announced Forbidden Door, it was Jay White and Adam Cole, so I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of bullet club, undisputed all elite, undisputed oh, elite yeah. bullshit. I mean, yep. sure. Personally, I'll be more interested to see how they pad the rest of the card. Yeah. Um, I... I would love to see you know the guys on new japan strong of course just like the guys on new japan quote-unquote proper get showcased because i know a lot of them have been doing like dark and dark elevation no 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 no, no. i want them on the main card yeah. i mean they've been fighting the factory for the last three months they, they need something a little beefier to sink their teeth into
1: i think it'd be fun to have those young Lions up against five of the younger wrestlers in, in AEW, whether Words it be a, a Dante Martin or, you know, could be any number of people from, say, even like a, a Team Taz, if they put Powerhouse Hobbs and and Ricky Starks in there. That
2: could was oh, it War- Wardlow's the, the hot to get right now, right? Wardlow is.
1: Wardlow is, I mean, he's Batista. Really? Yeah, and
2: I I went to Revolution because it was here at or oh, in Orlando yeah. cool. at at of course the University of Central Florida uh, arena where I work like I work at the University of Central Florida so <laughs> it was like literally I'm mad because I I had my staff ID and my parking pass and they still wanted to charge me twenty bucks to park and I'm like I work here no <laughs> I I parked I I walked for fifteen minutes I parked at the far end of campus and I walked across campus I was like no no you're not getting not today sir you are not no. getting my money. That's my beer money. You leave that alone. Was it a bit uh,
1: annoying basically having to drive to work to go for a night out? That was a bit I mean, like ah. Oh, the good thing
2: hell. is is that the medical campus is in a separate part of the of town, it's south of the mm-hmm. airport. But the problem was is the parking. Of course, the parking lot I park in, I was trying to turn out and there's a cop directing traffic and it's the cop that always comes down to the campus and he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "You don't work on this campus." And I'm like, I went to the wrestling show and I'm sitting there like in my my oh, I don't even know what shirt I wore. I think it was like the one shirt that was I think it was like maybe a house of either it was either like a alistair Black shirt or like some something that would work with the AEW like some former NXT person that was that was in AEW. Um and I hadn't seen this particular campus cop for like at least six months. Like, I hadn't seen him in a very long time. And he's just like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking like, at what the cat dragged in. I'm just like everywhere. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Wardlow, oh, seeing the way he turned on MGF after that CM Punk match? Yeah. Delicious. I loved it.
1: If you were going to watch AEW at the moment, it's like, it's it's funny. It, it When we were doing a preview of the show, this is the real main event. This is the yeah. one that's got the most juice, got the most juice of any match on that card by what feels like quite a distance. Yeah. So definitely the one to have on there. Like seeing a Wardlow against a, a New Japan wrestler would be fascinating in and of itself. I mean, the See, big I, rumor I would, I would say Brody Kacarda, King, isn't.
2: but Brody King's in House of Black. So of course everyone's like, well, yeah. it's going to be House of Black versus House of Torch. Now I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's going to be the right call for them. I um, don't think so. Uh, I also think as well, they
1: need to set up some... Because you mentioned about going over to Wrestle Kingdom. Could you not see a rematch of this card being the third day at the Dome? Because that's where it feels like it fits quite... It would fit th- into that kind of a game. I
2: think it could. But again, tempered expectations. Um, yeah. It depends if they're going to go three days again. The problem is, is that the January 4th and 5th are like a Wednesday, a Tuesday and a Wednesday or a Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, so, yeah, it like they really they really dead set on keeping that iten yon iten go like went one, 1, 1. 1.4 1. 1.5. I mean, they, they did the Yokohama show, but it was like they made it made it a point to put it on a Saturday, yeah. So it was they, they, style, they wanted yeah. it to sell out. Um, as for singles matches for that show, there are two that involve CM Punk, yeah, <laughs> one was. When Okada's called out CM Punk and said, "I want CM Punk," after he returned to wrestling, and CM Punk sent him the address to the arena, yeah. and that was the arena where they're having Forbidden Door. So I'm like, mm, "That's one." But then, as a girl who got into back into wrestling after a very long time through Kenta, I want Kenta versus CM Punk, Go to Sleep versus Go to Sleep, so bad. I want to be there for it, but I'm not going to pay three thousand dollars for a ticket. No cuz $3000, you know, what I can do $3000. I can do a round trip to Tokyo. I can do 2 weeks in a hotel in Tokyo and probably have money to still go to a show or two. So yeah, yeah that I mean that's my one dream match is you know, from all people, oh, that's a mid-card match cuz it's Kenta. No, 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 no. No, it's there's there's, there's the long storied history there. Um the,
1: the fan, the fans who are going to that show would know enough that it would work. And also I,
2: w- I would hope within so. a booking
1: context, you can get a clean, you can get a definitive finish. Yeah. I d- there wouldn't be there wouldn't be an issue with Kenta putting over CM Punk. I don't think you'd have any issue if you decided to go the other way.
2: I mean honestly if CM over. Punk if CM Punk isn't champion, I could see him good, you know not that he's putting over the young strapping talent of Kenta at 41 years old, but <laughs> uh it's just one of those things like for me that, I mean, would I love to see in the Tokyo Dome? Absolutely. But again, with Kento, when you know he was the uh, US uh, championship c- contract holder, he showed up in AEW and what's the first thing he does? He gives somebody a go to sleep. So the story's there.
1: God, that was a great moment. <sighs> it wasn't the best GTS, admittedly. It was a weird, weird way the way that Moxley took it. Well, by he, God.
2: He, that was also part of the... That was, I'm not going to blame Mox entirely, but part of it was how he sold it. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen plenty of people sell the ever loving, you know what, out of that move. So, but it's also, you know, Kenta probably doesn't have the upper body strength he used to have. And Mox is a very big land. So,
1: surprisingly big for that. Yes. Uh, well, just to wrap up on everything, just to uh, quickly mention yeah. the Cyber Fight Festival we've yes. got on, on June 12th. Let's as well. go. Um, what are the things that you're looking forward to most of it is it the saitama super arena again are yes. they doing it there they are
2: i think yeah. that that's kind of like like the is kind of like their wrestle kingdom it's yeah. like it's height of the summer it's their big event they get a very big big arena to do it in i remember watching it last year and had a great time uh of course go shiozaki and kojima satoshi can do no wrong i love them both I, I am okay with Kojima losing, but I also want Kojima to win so he can be one of the very elite few that has held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the, the All Japan Triple Crown, and the GHC World Championship. That's personal preference. We were talking about it off camera, but I feel like I'm going to have to say it now. I don't want them to shoehorn Keiji Muto into the match, but that feels like that's where they're trying, they keep trying to push that narrative with the stories and the matches that they're booking leading up to it. Tokyo... i don't
1: think i don't think they saw a main event they didn't want to shoehorn keiji muto into, yeah, I, I,
2: I i personally want it to remain a singles match um uh daisuke Sasaki versus keno because you know keno just decided to show up in full gear at the press conference like his boot on fire and kick the man in the face like you do um
0: Joey so I, I, notice,
2: I don't know if we're going to get hardcore Keno or if we're gonna get comedy Keno or just like business as usual Keno, but you know, I, another one forever favorite can't do no wrong. Tokyo Joshi Pro, they were smart. They took their three matches and they stacked the card. Like they mm-hmm. have like a 10 woman tag, a four way number one contenders battle. And then Shoko Nakajima is defending against Yuka Sakazaki. Again, that's another, like that, 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 that. Princess of, I think it's Princess of Princess Championship. It's a lock. It's, it was one of those like they can't. The pair of them can't have a bad match.
0: Mm. Yeah. As and for I, the
2: rest of it, I don't really follow DDT, but you know, I I keep hoping that they're going to do something with Kaito Kiyomiya.
1: Oh, <sighs> the the the, the, the rest sweet
2: of... sweet angel boy.
1: Oh, he. I still. It's one of the things I'm mean, again referring back to to what our mutual friend, WH Park, one of the things that he was saying on post PRS was don't be a lot of these guys in Noah, they'll hit a point where they'll go. They forget that Nakajima was a freelancer for a hell of a long time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping to go. I, why would I resign with them when yeah. he can go again? And, you know, We've said about the, the idea of going into new Japan. If new Japan saw that he was available, Kenno was available, Kaito Kiyomi. In fact, if they had a chance of getting Congo in, they ah. would do that tomorrow. They I mean, the that. thing
2: is, is that Tanahashi has already earmarked Kaito Kiyomiya when yeah. they were when they were getting ready to set this whole show up back in, you know, end of December. They asked Tanahashi in his interview, who, d- who has your eye? And he's like Kaito Kiyomiya. I mean, he called him yeah. Amemiya at first. But if, if, if Hiroshi Tanahashi is being like, no, this is the one you need to watch, even though Okada buried him. But if they're going to tr- if they're going to treat Kiyomiya like Okada, they need to start treating Kiyomiya like Okada. And they're not. They gave him a run with the belt and it was good. But ever since Keiji Muto's been back in the mix, Kiyomiya can catch a break. You can't even hand him one. Like he gets run over by vans. Like it's it's just. The
1: Muto feud did it.
2: Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just like, should he ever choose to leave Noah, New Japan would be the first place throwing piles of money at him piles. Because he's only like 25. Yeah. He's got his whole career ahead of him.
1: In the wrestlers documentary, there's some great footage when they did the um the Damian Abram piece for Vice TV. And one of the it's crazy, you see him on excursion in yeah. northern Canada at these um the kind of reservation shows, aren't they? Yeah. Um, for like the the, the indigenous community with it within Canada. And it's it's kind of incredible. You think, yeah, Christ, he went back and became GHC champion on the back of this. It's I it, it, it feels like it's kind of shouting into the wind and it, yeah. it, in many ways anytime I say anything about Noah these days I seem to have a a, a wave <laughs> of people coming after me which is like I don't know why you're, you're all defending the honor of a company that you will all say you will hate in, in one moment as well it, there's it's the, wrestling there's the of population.
2: course we, we, we love to hate it Exactly, that's, that's our thing in the wrestling community didn't you know it, that's why everyone has a shitty podcast
1: The, 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 the I, exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the IWC for you, Karen. Um, <laughs> which is a phrase that I want to get m- much more back into uh, into wrestling uh, jargon. For it. it's, what, it's just that Noah's is a state. I mean, and I think that's... And it, and I think and the interesting thing with Cyberfight here is of the three promotions, I'd be probably assuming that Tokyo Joshi Pro is probably the most profitable in terms of what they spend on it and what they probably get back. Like, as I opposed wouldn't to, say,
2: know, but that could easily be the case purely because of what they're doing sending the girls to aw yeah. i mean ddt only just sent takisha over and of course takisha is like winning hearts over i mean he's got oh, yeah. Cinnab- he's got cinnabon great match
1: against hangman page cracking
2: love right. that match with Hangman page but like cinnabon's over here offering like you know buy him coffee and i'm just like bro i've been eating cinnabon since i was 14 years old where, where where's my coffee you bastards? yeah
1: i love cinnamon so like he's all he should be all over that but
2: yeah but it's one of those things where it's just like i feel like i know that noah recently announced a show with russell carnival
1: they're not a very big promotion okay in the UK. They but, they're, would... but
2: it's a, it's a step in the right direction because they haven't sent anyone to the states to my knowledge
1: yeah that's true um the last time Noah did something like this in the UK was with a promotion. It isn't really it, IPW UK. I, yeah. um, and in fact, yeah, I'm trying to think of who it was. Was it Daisuke Harada they had on, on those shows? I and, wouldn't know. And, it, and it, it kind of never really sort of fitted in. It's as far as with Noah, I think there are good 50 year olds and there are bad 50 year olds and the bad 50 year olds have been winning. Now, Kojima coming across at least he falls very much into the good fifty-year-old category. Well, I Um, I mean, Kojima is also very—he's
2: very beloved. Yes, that's the thing—is that he's got—he's also got that international acclaim with you know working. He's he's come to the UK before. He's been to the States. He's been on AEW. Mm -hmm. He's been
1: former MLW World Champion.
2: He's he's made the rounds, and that was the other thing is that you know like I think it was like MLW and Impact, like even Impact, they're they're listing Eddie Edwards as Noah, professional wrestling Noah as Eddie Edwards, and I'm like, when was the last time Eddie Edwards was in Noah, and why haven't they sent anybody from Noah over? Because all I see are New Japan guys on on Impact. Yeah,
1: oh, that they were playing that into the Honor No More storyline. Yeah, what the, just the idea was for his, the his match with his
2: guy. his, his match with Kojima as well. But yeah. it, it was one of those things where I'm just like, you know, that was the one thing that my biggest caveat with AEW for the longest time is that everyone was always talking about, you know, like, well, Kenny wants to work in uh, new Japan again. Uh, D- Brian Danielson wants to go to new Japan. CM Punk wants to go to new Japan. And I'm like, but y'all have a, a relationship with DDT and Tokyo Joshi pro. And to mm-hmm. an extent, no, it's right there. Like Blood what, what, f- why, why aren't you bringing those people over? I mean, it, it, I, I, Like, they finally brought Takeshita over, but, like, there are so many other, like, I'm just only starting to learn about DDT, but, like, I've heard that, like, Mao's really good. There's, Mm -hmm. oh, God, what's his name? Yamato, like, the chef guy?
0: Yes. I I, I
2: call him sexy chef guy because, literally, I've seen, my friends have sent me YouTube videos of him cooking, like, these amazing meals, but, like, literally wearing, like, shirtless (laughs) with an apron on. I mean, Tanahashi does the same thing, so I'm not mad at it, but like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's sexy chef wrestler guy or you know, Tetsuya Endo, who was the KOD champion for a while. Like, they, there, There's so many options, but I don't understand why AEW doesn't tap into that relationship when they have no problem bringing over the Tokyo Joshi Pro Girls.
1: Yeah, I, and I would agree. And, and I think as part of that relationship as well is that they should be using it is the younger wrestlers is to send them on an excursion. Oh, you don't don't want Keiji Muto
2: going to AEW to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion?
1: (laughs) He, in particular, I find it particularly upsetting because I grew up as one of these, like, uh, so we were lucky. We got WCW in the mid-90s. We were, God, we were lucky. It was was very much like Bill Watts. Well, it was sort of pre-Bill Watts, but we did get videotape of, like, moved to doing his excursion in wcw so it was incredibly like and at that point in time for a kid it was like oh there's wrestling in japan and this guy's really cool he's doing a you know a a backflip uh sort of handspring um uh elbow drop back into the corner place it's like this this is and moonsaults you didn't see that stuff in like 88 89 90 and now he's become kind of everything i hate about wrestling it's just like someone with the worst attitude not putting people over which he hasn't done at all and the only people he wants to put over are people who just don't need to be put over who shouldn't be there and it's and they're also hemorrhaging money for it as well so it 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 I makes, mean, makes you me You have warm,
2: Mara Fuji right there. Yeah. Why don't we have Mara Fuji versus Hangman or versus CM Punk versus anybody? Because he and I are the same age, but Mara Fuji can yeah. still fucking go. Well,
1: also, in all of this, and you've mentioned it as well, it's an interesting thing that there is a possibility that all th- all of these companies can work together. Yeah. We've seen Bushi Roads and... Um, I should say Bushi Fight and Cyber Fight go together. I'm trying to think who the parent company of Cyber Fight is. Is there a parent company? Uh, uh,
2: Abema, the the one that it does is like Abema. the it, Yeah. The TV, it, it, it's, the TV It's the TV network. It's, it's and but that's where it gets murky, is that with ah. you know this is the same thing why we that, you know, one uh Wrestle Kingdom match between uh Arisa Hoshiki, Maya Uatani, Julia, and Hana Kimura has never seen the light of day. Because New Japan's TV contract and Stardom's TV contract. We're both established before Bushiro bought Stardom. Ah. So it's two separate companies. So trying to get the broadcast rights sorted is a big issue. Yeah. I mean, what I, I, that was one of the things I loved about the more recent New Japan shows that had Stardom talent on it is that they were starting to, I don't know if they've started to finally figure it out, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't want to like I don't want it to be like well they have to like blur blur out certain matches or cut certain matches from like the broadcast because of XYZ TV contract you know what I mean
1: Yeah Yeah and and that would be an absolute nightmare Yeah Well we have bounced all around japan and all all, all things there karen haven't all we? over
2: that, the we went around the world we
1: did go around the world we've got we even got chip shops in there as well at the same time so, it, it, some
2: some chinese food at a chip shop i'm fascinated by it
1: oh i need to get you in contact with matty edwards he is the <laughs> end of this kind of stuff he he will point out he's he's very much like you know as someone from liverpool he is is just like he is absolutely spot on for this he knows the good chip he's saying to me do the best do the best spring rolls will be like this place and he looks like a shack but <laughs> it, it just feels tremendous for it but no thank you so much no thank you i've had an again.
2: amazing time i've i've been wanting to get back to working with yes. you on this thing so let's not we wait need to another- do
1: sooner next time yeah yes. let's
2: not wait like five months before we get back yes. together on this
1: that would be that would be brilliant. It'd be brilliant to hear, um, perhaps even after Forbidden Door as well. Just to the what we make make of that that would be fantastic. And also, because there is going to be an Obi One Kenobi series, and we've guaranteed it, you're going to be going to be on it. We, we have we're going to go for the first two episodes. I think this Friday. Got to rush them in before I go before I go off camping, and there won't have any Wi Fi. Unless it would just be me cutting off on a phone to WH. They're, um but yes, definitely going to have you have you on there. So Please we do we're have you on, on there as well. And we are going to be titling this the Karen Peterson show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the title of it now at, at this point. And I need to come up with a funky bewitch style logo. I think or something I, I like if, that. If
2: you've got the design shops for it, knock yourself out.
1: Really haven't, but I'll give it a hell of a go. <laughs> um,
2: it's a low budget production. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: so for for everyone listening to this like obviously we're going to put this onto the patreon feed first so they'll get a first look and then at the weekend we'll we'll have this up on up on the main feed as well but karen thank you so much for your time
2: no 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 thank you
1: and to everyone else that's what you'll join in with me bye bye everyone